get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 73rd episode of the What Up Though podcast, and we're inside today. We've been uh, blessed. Our cigar homie Tony has uh, invited us to his uh, humble abode. Humble abode. <laughs> and we got my man Ant here, one of the cigar homies. Thanks for uh, thanks for having twice. us over. No problem. No problem. Glad to have you. You can't catch thanks for having me. You can't catch the uh, <laughs> the fuck ups. <laughs> <laughs> so we back after two weeks last week we didn't uh record because uh mike was star wars and shit how was that yeah i got a bunch of questions <laughs> it was life <laughs> that's it it was just it was life it was everything everything uh, you expected mm-hmm. i got a question First well it was more question. than i expected because my expectations was like kind of like tapered like i didn't want to Get my hopes up too high, and so I kept my I kept my expectations kind of I don't say low, but I, I I went in with an open mind, and I kind of actually went in kind of wanting to critique it in the same way that I critique something I know I'm not gonna like. So I kind of went in almost kind of like on a nitpicky frame of mind, like looking for shit that I knew I wasn't gonna like because I wanted to be hard on it and not be the opposite, be overly biased and just like loving it for no reason and you shit. Want to be a fanboy, right? So I was like. Let me go in, maybe critical of it, make sure that I'm looking for looking for bullshit so that, you know, I don't end up just be like standing out and shit. All right, so, so before you like that before and, you go in and before your questions, explain what actually what did you do? I mean, let's just say Star yeah, Wars, but explain that because that was pretty fucking awesome. So <laughs> explain that. It's been a mixed bag of uh of opinions on what I did. Um on a one of our uh, homeboys podcast what would they say next they they talked about me without mentioning my name <laughs> about what, about about oh, what i did subliminal shots okay. yeah i i actually i talked to uh i was over uh one of those guys crib yesterday and i was like you know you could have said my name i ain't ashamed by what i did man it was, it's all good what's funny is he asked me because he was like y'all not record i'm like no nah. it's like mike uh doing uh the star wars shit today he's like oh what the fuck and I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, we gonna. He told me he was gonna mention it, but I didn't know if he actually was or not. So and he opened his podcast with that shit. Yeah, he did. It was like the first few minutes. He was like, yeah. So Mike, uh, now, so, he didn't say Mike. He was like, well, I know somebody who. Somebody, I know somebody. I'm like, since when do you not say my name? Like, I don't yeah, care, man. You need that pub, right? right. No bad yeah. publicity at this point. Nah, right? Yeah, at this point. So yeah, so so, so um, explain uh. So me and my me and my uh homeboy, we always try to go to uh, like movie marathons and shit. So like. The first one we went to, I think, was when uh, the Avengers came out. So they played Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Hulk, Thor, uh, I'm for- oh, Captain America, and then they debuted the new Avengers movie at midnight. So that was a six-movie marathon. So we did that. And then uh, with this one, it was a seven-movie marathon. They're going to play all Star Wars, all the six Star Wars movies in a row uh, and then debut the seventh one at uh, 7 p.m. So... The one that they did the marathon at a whole bunch of theaters, but all the ones around here in Detroit, excuse me, were sixty dollars a piece. And every time he comes, every time we go to these things, he always comes down here to Detroit. He lives in Lansing, um, 
he always comes down here to Detroit. So I was like, well, I found out that the Lansing one was actually only $45. And I was like, well, why make him come down here, make the drive, you know, the gas and whatnot, and, spend and pay 60 Yeah, I was like, I'll just go up there because, you know, we never do the marathons up there. And then we'll pay 45 So um, we got the $45 tickets, and it started at 4 o'clock in the morning. So I left work on Wednesday and went straight to Lansing. Well, not straight there, but uh, almost straight there. I got there maybe like 9, 9.30. Bullshit around for maybe like an hour and a half, two hours, and uh, took a little nap. And then we got up at 2, two o'clock, got ready, you know, washed up, went to the left out about 2.40, got to the theater about 3 o'clock. And uh, went to the went to the theater to start this marathon. Marathon started at four. Uh, we basically just chill. It was a huge fucking theater. Like it was an add-on to a, a normal size theater. So like the whole add-on is just for like really big movie, a really big movie on like a really big screen, huge, huge auditorium. Like IMAX type. Yeah, it was huge. Not, I mean, not IMAX, but it was huge. And um, yeah, so we got there about three o'clock. Chill bullshit. It, it was like everything you would expect to see at a first Star Wars thing. Like whole bunch of like exactly what you think when you think of like comic book nerds, or like Star Wars nerds. It was all of them there. And um, yeah, it shit started at four o'clock, so and they y- ran. Did y'all dress up? Nah. Yeah, okay. How <laughs> <laughs> bad? I didn't mean to steal one of your questions. <laughs> he wore he wore a Star Wars T shirt, but no, he didn't dress up like no characters or nothing like that. But um. Yeah, they played the movies back to back. Probably about a fifteen minute intermission in between the first three. Like so, each one of the first three, probably about fifteen minutes, and then in between the prequel three and the original three, they gave us like forty minutes. Uh, I, I went to like uh, like a it was like a burrito place that was nearby, within walking distance. It's kind of like kind of like a Chipotle, a Qdoba type place. Went over there, grabbed a burrito, snuck that back in the theater. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I had that, and uh, then they played the other three, the three originals, then another 15-minute, 20-minute break, I think, after that, and they popped off the new one at 7 o'clock. He stayed awake the whole time. Like, like I, all seven movies? Yeah, I mean, at least he said he did. I got to take his word for it, because I slept through the second one. So, <laughs> yeah, I slept I slept through episode two, like, from the opening credits all the way to the end credits. Like, I didn't see none of episode two. So, so I was out for a little, maybe about two hours, but uh, he, yeah, he was he stayed he claims he stayed awake through the whole thing and he was drinking a lot of coffee, so <laughs> I, I believe him. But uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting experience, man. Like people were like up in there, like it was a crib, man. So like they had like there was a a a, a, a row in like the middle where there was a huge well, there was a gap because there was an aisle, and those seats had the footrest and shit. They reclined, so then people was up in there like. Had that bitch fully reclined. Had their blankets. Had their snacks. Like they was, they were in there, and then, um, and then in the very, very first row, they had the same deal. But I, I ain't trying to sit that close. Who the fuck sits in the first row though? I've only sat in the first row almost. Like I wanted really. Well, see you had something. no choice. Yeah, no yeah. choice. Shit. I, I, there's no reason for me to sit in the first first row ever. No. Like I do not want to have that. You know. Yeah, your neck's gonna definitely be hurting after that. Yeah, and it wasn't like crazy close where it's like. Like it used to be, like a long time ago, there was some space, but the screen is so big in that theater that even in the first, even though the first row was kind of set back from the screen, you would still have that same problem. So, uh, yeah, 
that was that was what that was. Went back at uh, I actually went home after that because I had a doctor's appointment in the morning. So uh, when they got out at nine thirty, went back to his crib, was there maybe like half an hour, and I went home. To, made an hour and a half drive back to Detroit. So man. yeah, it was a uh, it was a good time, man. So fourteen plus hours of. Yep, fifteen hours. Wow. Yep. Okay, my first question about the movie. Um, I saw that they brought a lot of the old characters back. As a fan, did they do that to kind of tie everything in? Was it a gimmick, or did they actually further the plot? And were they supposed to be there? Uh, 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 am I am I going to spoil the movie though? Like I, I don't want to like. Well, I don't care. About it. I'm I don't really see it. Care. I mean, I'm gonna see it, but I don't really care for you know. Well, I, I won't put no spoiler, spoiler, extra spoilery shit. But they had so how so you said you a fan, right? So you know the characters. Yeah, I know the characters. Okay, you know the characters though. So they had they did have almost all of the old characters in it, but it was mainly Han Solo and Chewbacca. Okay, that was pretty much the major extent of the old characters in the movie and it was very it wasn't a gimmick okay it was it was useful for the plot and but you could tell it was kind of like a way to bridge the gap between the original trilogy and then this new upcoming trilogy it's kind of like we're going to not just give you an entirely new group of characters we're going to give you some of the old characters kind of help you get give you like a inkling of an understanding of how they might be connected to the new characters and then you can kind of tell they're, they're going to move on and progress with the newer characters going forward the only i don't want to say it's not not a hang-up per se but luke skywalker is really not in it okay so but you can tell from the way it played out that he's probably going to be in in the next one heavy so uh, they had all the older characters, but Han Solo and Chewbacca were in it heavy. Uh, Leia was in it a mm, little bit. Uh, C-3PO made like a couple appearances toward the end. R2-D2 was in it, it, wasn't in it to the very end. And Luke Skywalker wasn't in it to the very end. Okay. And he wasn't even like... Like when I say the very end, it was... You see Luke Skywalker in the credits roll. Oh, he didn't say a single word. So it's definitely setting him. He up was yes, he was literally the final shot of the movie, and then it it was over. But you could tell from like the way the movie played out, and just hypothesizing and theorizing about how the story is going to move forward from this point, you could tell that Luke Skywalker was probably going to be heavy in the next one. So yeah, no, it wasn't a gimmick at all. It was it was very very well done the way they interspersed the new characters with the old ones. Cool. Cool. Oh, I got. All right, you can pick up. You good? All right, yeah. This is all right. I got a question, Mike. Too like, what's the the? They have a new character. That's the black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, now is he supposed to be um, Samuel Jackson's character, or like, how does he come into play? Because there was a a big problem with a race issue with the main character being African American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is one of two main characters, right? So. He is to give a just a brief background because there's not really anything spoilery I can tell you about him because we don't know much about his past at the moment. But what we do know about him, what I can say, isn't really a spoiler because you could pick it up from the trailer. But 
long story short, he is a new stormtrooper who actually uh, wasn't filling the stormtrooper life, so he he abandoned them and he dipped like a rogue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he he dipped he dipped out. So he uh, and this was actually the opening scene is him uh, as a stormtrooper and then dipping out. So he spends most of the movie. Um, kind of a combination of running from uh, they're not called the Empire they're called the First Order now him running from the First Order and then him uh, his story linking up with the other new main character the girl and and Han and Chewie and shit like that so, but he's like a rebel yes Okay. yeah so um, you could tell that he's also him and the girl are gonna be the the faces of the franchise going forward so it's so gonna Skywalker then on the next one. No, I think the I think Luke Skywalker is gonna play a pivotal part in the next movie, but you can tell that they are gonna be the faces of the franchise going forward. Like Luke was the face of the franchise in the originals and Anakin was the face of the franchise in the prequels. Okay. So yeah, no, he, he was uh and he was really good, surprisingly. Like and not, I don't, I don't say surprisingly. Like surprisingly, a black guy was good. I don't mean it like that, but like, <laughs> boy, like, nigga, he was tight. Right, right. Nigga, show that. But that, but that's well said for you know what? Strike, you know Star Wars series though, because we're not really represented in those like that. No, no, no. And like he, he was, uh, he was, uh, enjoy. He was enjoyable. He was funny. He was. Uh, he did a great job. Like you could. T- he was very likable. His character is interesting. Like they didn't delve much into his background, but you can tell that there's going to be some of that going forward. But it's mainly going to be for his his character arc. I can see going forward is going to be him progressing from like a scared kind of like because he he spent a lot of the movie scared because he was kind of like you know I just left you know I just bailed on on the first order like I you know I just dipped on my stormtrooper duties and shit. So he's kind of like running from them and like linking up with the good guys and and. Finding his footing, so to speak. So you can kind of tell going forward that it's going to watch his progression from kind of like getting in, getting his foot in the door with the good guys, and then I, I'm presuming that he's going to progress into like a you know like a big deal. Mm-hmm. So he was a re- he was a surprisingly good character because I thought that I wasn't going to like his character just because like I didn't like how in all the trailers he looked like a newly freed slave. Like he was like, like every time they showed him in the trailer, like his lips hanging and shit, and he's sweating. Like he just looked like and he those just, trailers was kind of yeah. Like, like he looked like he was like fresh off the cotton field, and I'm like, man, they about to this about to be some racist shit. But no, he was a uh, no. He it was right. Like, he got like the, the the comb back cut in the future. Like who does that in the future? Yeah, the right. Like he got no exactly. No, we can absolutely see not wanting to be a stormtrooper because I mean they got that armor and then they always get shot one time and they're done. So I do. I wouldn't want to be that either. Yeah. So. Yeah, they did. They did. They did right by him. His character was uh, one of my favorite characters in the movie. He was. He was really good. Yeah. That's what's up. Any more questions? Well, we at, you didn't dress up, or so you say you didn't dress up. No, I did. If I did, I would admit it. You would admit it. Yeah, I would admit it. So, and this is a setup. This is going to be another trilogy. Mm-hmm. Now that I didn't know, that's, that's pretty good. Now was that giving out that prior knowledge that this was going to be? Mm-hmm. It? Okay. Okay. They're already filming the eighth one. I bet. It's uh, it's due out not even two years. It's due out in May of 2017, so about a year and a half yeah, from now. But they got to strike while the iron's hot, too, though. Yeah. Well, and I'm pretty sure from what I'm hearing, I, did, I think it did 
237 million the weekend. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to recoup that 4 billion pretty quick. It's already at 3. They it's on it they they say it might be on pace to uh break Avatar's record for highest grossing of all time. I, I mean, still, it's I still haven't seen Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be I've seen it and I don't understand how it's the highest grossest movie of all time. <laughs> and what's second? Titanic is yeah, second, right? And both James Cameron. Yep. I think what it was is that Avatar, at the time it came out, was an entirely brand new kind of thing. Like, this was the first, like, like before with 3D movies, it was kind of like a gimmick. Like, you put the glasses on and, like, shit kind of, it was almost like back in the day when you used to put on the 3D glasses when one lens was red and the other was blue. Like, it was, like, cheap 3D. But, like, with Avatar, they had, like, brand new glasses. The whole shit was filmed in 3D, like... It was almost like it was an experience. It was a new 3D. Is that because shit? I remember I would take my nephew to see Frozen 3D. Worst for worst decision ever. But <laughs> hey, it's just what he wanted nephew. to see. Yeah, hey, he wanted to see. Sure. It. Yeah, I got pictures, man. I got proof. <laughs> but the glasses looked like my glasses and shit. They were just regular black frame, clear. I mean, mm-hmm. 3D has really moved up. You right. know what I'm saying? But you know, for sanitary purposes, I question it because they just have you at the end of the movie, just drop them in this bed. But I'm the one, but they, but the one you get them though, they come in a wrapper and shit though. But I'm uh, not giving them back. No. <laughs> oh, I got mine. Mine is yeah, crib. Yeah, yeah, I, I got mine. I think that's the yeah. goofiest shit ever. Uh, yeah, mine is crib. Oh, you're done with your glasses. Drop them here. No, I'm paying for these. Like they like three dollars. Right? Yeah, they're going with me. That was Sorry. like yeah, that was an extra couple of bucks and shit. Yeah, I think yeah no, I I start I, I, I kept them at first. I don't keep them anymore. I got a whole bunch of them now. So I and they but then you can't really use them like unless you have a like. Like my friend, he has a 3D TV. So like some of those, the the glasses can be interchanged. If you buy like a 3D Blu-ray, you can use the glasses from the movie on your TV. So it actually oh, it actually that. serves an additional financial purpose for him. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, even if you keep them, what you gonna do with them, really? Yeah. But yeah, it's like keeping tiles from hotels and shit. Yeah, I got but you know what you gonna do with a tile? Yeah, well, I, had a whole, <laughs> I had a whole closet in them that furnished my first apartment. <laughs> you have them on the rack too. Yeah. Take it. You know what? Ever since ever since Arsenio made that joke about the towels in the hotel, we still them. People been flossing their butts with them. So I, I kind of left them with well, you. I still steal them. I think they get, they wash them pretty good. I used yeah. to take towels and keys. I don't know why I used to want a key. I had like a drawer full of fucking keys. No, no, no clue why. No clue why. I, got I kept movie question. I kept all my keys when I went to Vegas. The few times I went to Vegas, I would keep the key from the hotel. Yeah, they don't change it until the next person checks in. That, that's a little. Yeah, so I had a low Vegas tip. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. So I maybe. thought it was just cool to to have a a hotel key from a whole bunch of different hotels in Vegas. I, I know they had movie though. question. Uh, you talked about the hate weight while we were off. Are you gonna um, see it in the seventy millimeter? Mm-hmm. Who's showing that around here? I think. The AMC Livonia 20, and I think one other theater. Oh, that's good. That's I want to say show. the Form 30, but the, I would, I'm going to go to the 20. Yeah, that's my favorite show, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see it in that, uh, I in do, that format as well. Right. well that's I do whatever fun. whatever Quentin Tarantino says is the way he wants you to watch it is how I'm going to watch Damn it. Damn it, I'm going to watch it. Like yeah, that. I'm going to watch it however well, he say. You know, they, they said that 70 millimeter film is good for real good close-ups. You know, like it's high definition, but in film, the film version of it. And so that's one of the reasons why they say when you go, you get a great experience. And they say the panoramic shots are awesome. Right. Yeah. The whole 
you get great shots from. Speaking of uh, Terrence, you know, I, I've seen art, uh, articles and people talking. Do, do you do you think that anybody could chime in? By the way, but do you think that Tarantino has a nigga fetish? I think he is a white boy that has a fetish for black people. He won't I think be he, one. I think he grew up around black people, and I think, I mean, that's his deal. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he had a black girlfriend, at all. That just that seems like that's what it would be for me. I also feel like I don't. I have no basis for this guess, though. I feel like he wouldn't say nigga like in his casual life, though. Like he I feel couldn't. like, I, no, yeah. Well, I mean, he could per se, but I mean, I, I feel like he wouldn't. Like I feel like he 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 over. I don't want to say overutilizes it in his movies, but it's used freely in his movies. And he's even used it himself in his movies, but I don't think he's a kind of. I think he respects the word enough that he's not one of them dudes who like if he gets behind closed doors with a whole bunch of white dudes, he's just throwing the word around. I don't think he's like that. I think I've never had a problem. Anyway, though, if yeah, it, if I, it was I, like I that, anyway. agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. It'd have been like one of them Sterling uh, Sterling issues. Yeah, because they would have Clippers. They would have wanted to knock him down a bit. or uh what's with the comic that did wasn't the comic uh from uh seinfeld that on stand up oh, yeah, and he right. caught all that flesh? oh yeah Rick, michael richards yeah something like that richards. yeah kramer that's that's the character kramer yeah i don't know it's never gonna stop me from watching his movies but i always thought i was seeing i'm like yeah what's but, the shit from pulp fiction that he said oh dead nigger stories dead. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the famous one the that's the best that's the best fucking well, you know what though that movies shit. movies green light Give, give give white people the go to say nigga all the time, you know? Because you look at Scorsese films a lot of time, they use the word a lot too, and yeah, they, they say movies and all that, you know? Yeah, I don't have no problem with it, man. Like, I, it's, I mean, a movie is is an art piece, man. You telling a story, like it never felt. I've never really felt that the use of the word was gratuitous in the Quentin Tarantino movie, even though it can be dropped a lot. In one of the movies, I never really felt like it was like used as a gimmick or that it was out of place. It always it always kind of fit in because it was like like if you look at like Django, how are you gonna look at like people using the n word in that movie and and feel any kind of way about it? Like, right, right. So it's like yes, that's Leonardo DiCaprio saying it, but I mean he's playing a fucking slave owner. Like, like <laughs> of course he's gonna fucking but say it. You know it. what? You know, for me. Django was so good that I didn't even chime in on that, you know. And maybe that's yeah, me was, not in my consciousness. Being a small part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think it, for for people who actually watch cinema for cinema and not watching for bullshit to pop off, you don't you're not paying attention to you know what I mean the the, the use of it or whatever. For me, I, I know I don't pay attention to the to the use of it, but I don't know. I've I've always seen and heard other you know folks say that, so uh, I was curious. Real quick, so not real quick, but what's your What's your favorite Tarantino films? <laughs> it's films. funny you ask that because I retweeted a link earlier today. Um, actually, I might have been on my way over here. It was a list by uh, Rotten Tomatoes. You know the Rotten Tomato yeah. website. It was a list of the top Tarantino movies based upon their Rotten Tomato score. So basically based upon fan ratings for the most part. Or, uh, well, Rotten Tomato scores are a combination of fan and critics. But basically it was based on the Rotten Tomato score. And I checked it out. I was like... I kind of agree accurate. with this. Yeah, I was like, I was surprisingly, I found it to be surprisingly accurate. So what was what the was order? One? Yeah, what was the order? Well, how about 
How about we say what ours are, and then I'll say what the list was. Okay. okay. For me, do you do you all know all of the movies to where you can rank them, or can you, I, or I you just gonna be like top them, three? But I have a top three. Okay, so uh, say if you okay say if you say your top five if you can go five, but if not, go three. Okay. Uh, Jackie Brown. That's number one. That's number one for me. Oh wow. Pulp Fiction. You are the absolute first person in life <laughs> I've ever heard put that number one. That's number one for me. And okay. Then, uh, and then Django, and ranking them is 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 I don't know. It's not really a thing for me. Like I, I like them all equal. They like all my kids. You know, you like them all equal. <laughs> I, it's not I, really one that I like. like but yeah. I do. I did like Jackie Brown because Robert De Niro was funny as fucking to me. You had a torch. Oh, here you go. As usual, yeah. mine is out of lighter fluid. Oh, of course. As usual, I have one of these. Had so like like for me, I like Kill Bill one and two. I forgot about Yeah, and then I like um, Django, and then Reservoir Dogs. Ah, I forgot about You can't forget too. about that. I, yeah, I was wondering, like, well, Reservoir I, Dogs. I was shocked that that didn't come up. Yeah. And the only reason why Reservoir Dogs is not number one to me is because I realized I was tricked later on, in hindsight. <laughs> Meaning that they all robbed the bank, but they never showed that they robbed the bank. You know what I'm saying? That's like something in Hollywood where they use, they use that as a tactic to save money, you know, on production costs. Oh, so you thought that was just a dope... A dope yeah. kind of like the way away from it for right. you. After in hindsight, it was okay. You know, okay. now that I gained some more knowledge and understand, you know, so but it's still in that top five. And then, um, and then I say Jackie Brown too. You know, even in the beginning when Chris Tucker was in there, I like oh, that yeah. whole he was, he was that whole dialogue it. exchange yeah. between him and um, um, Samuel Jackson. So that was a good thing. It's totally me. random. Anybody ever say you sound like Rakim? <laughs> 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 I'm totally ran up. Yo, like, yo, he one of my favorites too, though. <laughs> uh, so you said Kill Bill one and two, uh, Reservoir Dogs, then Django, or Django then Reservoir Dogs? Django then Reservoir Dogs, then Jackie Brown. Okay. Um, I would go uh, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and Glorious Bastards. Oh, and then I would probably. Go the uh, Kill Bill series. Those are my my favorites. My three is the same as his: Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and Inglorious Bastards. But my I kind of like float back and forth between putting Inglorious Bastards two versus three. So like I, I Pulp Fiction is settled at one, and then I'd have to really, really, really think about it because I kind of feel like Reservoir Dogs being his first one. It kind of like it holds a special place. But a part of me feels like he was at the top of his game with Inglorious Bastards. So it's kind of like I, I don't I don't know where I sit on that necessarily. But unofficially, I guess I'll go with Reservoir Dogs two, uh, Inglorious Bastards three. Um, and I'll stop there because I kind of feel like from that point on they're kind of interchangeable for me for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it's, that's how. But it is th- that like three, th- those three are my top three easily, and then after that, it's kind of interchangeable. Yeah, I, man, I thought Inglorious Bastards was one of the best movies just in years that came out. Like, you, if you knew the story that you knew, it wasn't a the true. I mean, true story, obviously. But if I had to embellish the story like that, that would be the way I would do it. Like, I mean, even from uh, what's the name's fucked up ass accent, like it was Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's accent <laughs> was so fucked up, it was funny. Like, it carried the movie. I mean, him and. Uh, 
I am so Christoph fun. Waltz. Christoph Waltz. I already and, know. And and he did it. I mean, he he was he was awesome in that. I that mean, was one of the that was one of the few times. Well, there's been a handful of times where I watched the movie and I walked out and I went, "He's gonna win an Oscar." And it wasn't even like just like he's gonna nominate be nominated. That was a really good performance. I walked out and I was like, "He's gonna win an Oscar," and he sure enough did. That like was the his, first time I saw Christoph Waltz or anything. And man, he like his he's kind of played that same character yeah, in every movie. He has, he has. <laughs> and, but that like, time, man, whew. and his intro character, like his intro, that intro conversation. Where they're trying to find, you know... Oh, uh, yeah, when he's talking to the farmer. Man, uh, for me, that's... Phenomenal that, filmmaking. That phenomenal. Was like, that was like... The movie couldn't have went... Like, if the movie went sour after that, it was fine. Because that part right there was so dope. And I was like, yeah, this is this is going to be a dope fucking movie. Like That's... Yeah. Yeah, so I saw that and I was yeah. like, yeah, this is this is, this is, this is, this is awesome. And, he, you know, he won Oscar. But I was just like, yeah. But that, that was probably... One of the best movies I had seen in a good long time when I seen that. Did he win it for Bastards or did he win it for Django? Bastards. He won it for Bastards? Yeah. Okay. I I remember, I've always said that Tarantino's great at intros, period. Because, like, if you look at Reservoir Dogs, the intro to that, it was all like them uh, having a conversation at the at the table in a diner about Madonna's Like a Virgin. Right. Great, great conversation to start that movie. Pulp Fiction, fucking iconic intro. Inglorious Bastards, iconic intro. Like he's really good with intros, but that Inglorious Bastards one really stood out to me. I watched that, and it was from any way you can critique a movie from top to bottom. That intro scene was phenomenal. Like that was it was it was a masterpiece. I love that intro. So yeah, that that's part of the reason why it's so high. That the Christoph Christoph Waltz character and his performance was great. Brad Pitt was like. Like you said, is his his weird ass accent, but like Brad Pitt was great in that. Everything about that, I, I absolutely loved that. It was movie. like so purposely bad. Like it, they, it. I, I felt like he tried different accents, and they were just like, you know what, fuck it, let's just roll with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that, and it was just so purposely bad. It worked. You it know worked. what I mean? So. And that's what makes sometimes that that makes the project even better. You know, because it's organic. Yeah, yeah they, they they definitely did. They they that was like I say that was probably one of the better movies. I I had seen and shit a while, so yeah. But oh yeah. But that, speak. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 you good. I was gonna say. So the list was um, Pulp Fiction one, Reservoir Dogs two, Bastards three, uh, Jackie no, Django four. Um, I think next was Kill Bill one, and then I think it was Jackie Brown. And then Kill Bill Two. Uh, um, no, I'm looking at Death Proof. His portion of Grindhouse, I think, was. Does it go that. in order on the site? Because I'm on the page right now. No, I went from ten to one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even see this one. It's ten. Four. That was that was another one where he did four rooms. Yeah, that was another one where it was like he did a portion. Yeah. Oh, that okay. was four different stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know one thing. One thing I like about Tarantino is that he's really he's his own man. You he's know? a and he's a gritty person, you know, and you can see that grit in his filmmaking, you know. And even though he like he goes against the machine a lot of times and he gets a lot of flack, but that doesn't stop him from doing what he does, and he still puts out great stuff. Now wait, is is Dust of Dawn? Is that one of his? Mo- I know he was in it. Did he he is in thing? it, and I believe he, I he wrote it. Oh, he wrote but it. But he didn't direct it. Robert Rodriguez directed oh, okay. that. Yeah. Well, he get 
well, they get props for saying yeah. Hayek in that movie. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, yeah. But you know, like you said, Robert Rodriguez, so shout go shout go out to him too because he's because he's one of his proteges, though, right? Yeah, because he yeah. Did, he did Desperado. Yeah. Oh, that was his movie. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that. but you know, it, before that was what was it? El Mariachi was his. First I was going to ask if yeah, I was about to say Desperado is the sequel to El Mariachi, right? And El Mariachi was a really good movie too. Right, and he did that on a shoestring budget, like a micro budget. Very, album, very, yeah, very had much enough money, so he revamped it and came out with Desperado. Yeah, it was that was El Mariachi is really good. So did y'all know that you know uh, I think the Tarantino had joined the protest in New York, mm-hmm. uh, and the police, uh, the union uh, wanted to. Uh, to Protest his movies because of that. Yeah. Ridiculous. Fucking idiots! Just stop killing black folks. And you know, <laughs> none of this shit has to happen. Dude. But you know that's what that's what really where my comments stemmed from about him being gritty. You know what I'm saying? Like he was going against the machine on that. You know, and he didn't care. He still was like, okay, well, I'm Tarantino. This is my point of view on it, and I'm still going to do what I got to do. And how are you going to appreciate that? Yeah. And how are you going to really like say you're a police officer, right? How are you going to Boycott a man's movies for saying it's not right when y'all kill black people for no reason. Like, cause even if I I, don't, I can't even really fathom an explanation for that. Like, so are you essentially saying that you think you should be able to kill black people? Like, like, what are you boycotting? What's your outrage? Yeah, what, what exactly are you mad about? Are you saying yeah, like it's, yeah, like you say, like so you saying I want. So we should be able to kill black folks? Yeah, or it's not like he's boycotting it? police. Like, fuck the police. They all suck. He's boycotting... The violence. The, right, right, the bullshit. Right. So if you boycotting him because of that, so you feel like you should be able to kill black people? Yeah. And, and New York has probably, you know, 40,000 police officers. I'm pretty sure. There are quite a few Tarantino fans in there like, yeah, yeah, we'll boycott. That's been going on in New York. For a long time in New York it's been alone, going on everywhere, everywhere for a right? Long time. Well, yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's been it's been going on so long that even the cops that had killed black people years ago are getting promotions. They just showed that one of the cops that shot uh, um, in New was, York. Yeah, I always forget his Diallo. name. Diallo yeah. just got a promotion. Another right. cop that shot someone else, and I can't remember the name, got a promotion. It's like. We forgot that shit. Like we remember that shit. That was, I mean, that was the the Diallo story was monumental. Like right. then it was Yusef Hawkins back then. It was mm-hmm. a lot of dudes. Sean Bell, right? That too many. Good. That's the problem that we can sit here and name too. Many. I was about to say that. Like that's what makes this the most interesting is that it gets so crazy that we can remember the names of all these victims like that. And these big. aren't even recent stories, but right. like they get so big and it happens so often. And the crazy thing is like. It's not like we only remember like the big ones. It's like it happens so often and they all get so big that it's like you just remember the names of all these people and you can you nine times out of ten you can remember the city too. Like so and so, this was New York, this one was Cleveland, this one was wherever. Like you can remember all that shit. It, that's crazy. What's 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 all crazy? But I think what's what seems crazy to me is that you have all these cases of these cops that are, you know, killing folks and then they're the cities are settling for millions and millions of dollars to pay these victims, but they don't change the system of what they're doing. They would rather pay tens and tens of millions of dollars to all these victims' family, 
but they're not accepting wrongdoing. Like they paid Eric Garner's family six million, but they never even arrested the fucking cop who did an illegal chokehold. Right. So it's like, how do you how how do you as as the people who run the state and run the tax dollars and all this stuff, you're you're willing to give this family six million dollars because he died in the officer's hand, but you're not willing to change the the machine of how policing works and shit. That just doesn't make sense to me. Well, let me play devil's advocate at this point. Because I think it would take for some family to say, no, we don't want the money. But how many times is that going to happen? And it's happening to inner city poor folks. So right, yeah, how do so- you tell a family, you know, we're not going to, you know, instead of us taking the $6 million, we're sitting out here. My, my husband was out here selling cigarettes. Well, I mean, let me cut you off. My husband out here selling cigarettes to try to, you know, make money. Right. But we're going to turn down a $6 million because we want justice. That's a hard thing to do. I, I get it. But until until mm-hmm. that happens, mm-hmm. you're like, you can't. You're not going to be able to put a spot. That's, that's a great point. That's a great. That's a great point. Yeah, well, let's call hush as, money. As long as yeah. you take that money, you say, "Well, okay." And, and most people are not going to say, "Don't take the money." Right. You know I mean, what I mean? You can't say that because you have to get some sort of recourse. And but you know you're not. But gonna... you make that is, and I've never even thought about that. That is a great point. Like if they stop taking the money, they say, "We really want justice. We want these cops to be tried. We want these cops to be convicted. All this stuff." We would rather that versus, you know, you giving us money to, to I don't know, make up for our dead family and shit. And then the flip side of that, if it if it does go that far, if it goes to trial and and then you have a situation like with uh, the L.A. situation and they get off. And then it's like... Now you ain't got the money. You ain't got the money, money and, they and we don't have the money. You talking about like Rodney King, that exactly. part, that situation? Yeah. yeah. Where you get off. And, you right. know, now you don't have the money and you don't have the justice. So it's it's... It's a situation that I hope that I never have to be in where you have to make that choice. But yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I think back to did did, did uh, Malice Green family ever get any money for that? Yeah, they got some money too. Okay. Yeah. How how our conversations always end up on uh, cops killing? <laughs> I don't know, killer. man. Yeah, I guess how, I, we just talk about Quentin Tarantino, now. Right, well, it kind of said way kind of nicely. Yeah, it did, yeah, it did it, very it, nicely. It, but it, 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 it yeah. always that always happens. Like we don't we don't come like it wasn't on my topic list. Like it let's talk about this, but mine, and, and no, then somehow it's good that it, <laughs> here we are again talking about it. You, you know, know yeah, and I think as long as we we are doing the podcast, I think you know, as long as that's happening, you know, that's going to be a conversation because it's it's. It's hard to have those conversations. It's not the same. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Kind of hard to hold those conversations with people that you know you respect opinions and stuff to even talk about the shit like that. But it's still fucking happening. I mean, like you say, it's a shooting that happened in fucking uh, in the city this year. You know, so it's it's still happening, and I don't I don't know what's the what's the resolve or or, what is the resolution or whatever. I I just don't you know I. You know, so I told I was just you know thinking of just shit of next year, and I, you know I've always been a, a firm uh, like on, for, on Twitter and things of that nature. I've been always been I've been keeping up with a lot of the you know the shootings and things of that nature. But I told myself I really wanted to like kind of taper myself from a lot of the national stuff and kind of start pushing more of local stuff that's happening. Like it seems like you can't have you can't use. And I'm saying you can't, but people are not letting you use Black Lives Matter when it pertains to black on black crime. Because it's like somehow it doesn't counter some shit. 
I don't know if you guys have encountered like conversations about that, but I've seen many of conversations where even us would say, "Well, what about black on black crime?" And, right. and and people don't. It's almost like they want they want they want they don't want you. Uh, they want to allow you to use that because it seems like that's only designated for when whites or Zimmerman kills a, a black person or yeah, when a cop. I think that's one of the things that has to change. I think you have to be outraged at the guy getting carjacked on Seven Mile as much as a police officer shooting. I mean, right. it's the same. It's right. still a lost life. And where is your outrage and your your your, your anger towards that? Like, you've got to have it all the way around for it to be, for it to change, in my opinion. And See, I, and, I know and a couple of people that think like that, but, you know, it might not it, be. It, it's a psychological thing, too, because when you look at it, we're, we have trained our minds to be used to black-on-black crime because it's something that happens, you know, like in the neighborhoods and all that stuff. That happens all the time, you know. But when you look at a cop, a white cop, killing a, a black man or killing anybody black, then, okay, now you got the race issue in. And it's a lot behind that race issue, you know, because that stems back all the way from slavery, too. You but know? I think it even goes deeper. I think it's cops in general because it's not just it was just well, white it, cops doing it the Freddie Gray case there's right. three black cops on that right. case and Eric Garner there was black cops there was a black, there. black cop, cop there. supervisor so, too yeah, so it's, watching it's, them it's get choked po- out it's the police you know? but yeah. and even in that it seems like the black cops end up when it's a black cop involved it seems like the black cop gets I think justice starts happening the ball gets rolling Quicker. On a black cop faster. faster than it does when it's a white cop. You had the two black cops, and I forget which state, but they end up shooting up a dude's car and up killing his son. Mm-hmm. They were immediately charged with murder. But, you know, you have cases where the uh, the, the girl that they raided the house. Yeah. The um, little girl got shot. Right? And the girl got yeah. shot in her sleep and stuff. Yeah. And that wasn't by a black or the white cop. And he didn't even get tried. You know what I'm saying? That kind of just went off. Although. I have mixed feelings about that case in particular. Um, that's the one that was here, right? Yeah. That's the one that's here. Yeah. Damn it, I can't. I had to find her name. Ayana? Ayana? Yeah. Yeah, Ayana something. Yeah. And Joseph Weekly was the cop. Yeah. And that case, you know, although it ended up coming out that he wasn't, they didn't find him at, you know, at fought, uh, whatever. But cases like that, you know, why didn't that case, you know what I'm saying, become more, you oh, know. Movement. More yeah, more of a movie. you know, and what I hated about that, and I argued it a bunch of times, is that you know, although I felt everybody felt shitty as fuck that that little girl died, and so forth, and I kept thinking like, man, do y'all know how to what the, the backstory even how they even got to that? Right. The, the 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 dad and the uncle, you know, what I'm saying shot and killed a 17 year old boy. Yeah, no one knew his fucking name, but you know, what I'm saying they they followed that case, you know, that side of it, which like I say, you can't. I'm not. It's nothing to take away from that. That's still fucked up. But they was they fucking killed a 17 year old boy, and no right. one knows his name. But they know Ayanna Davis' name. They know you know all the the things that happened with that. I mean, I guess apparently it was one of the A and E shows filming or some shit. It was yeah. like a first first forty eight type. Okay. I don't know if it was first forty eight, but it was a. I feel like it was first forty eight. Yeah, I want to say it was. First yeah, I think 48. it was. Yeah, and you know. All of the news from all that, you knew all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? But no one knew that the dad and the uncle was, you know, involved with killing a 17-year-old boy. Well, you know, we live in a society where a lot of times you get your news in bites and people just don't do further research. You know, you know, you got people that 
follow Twitter for news. So, you know, you're only going to get your news in 140 characters. You can't get all that in that. Although, I will say that. I'm, so, the onus I, is on the people to, yeah, 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 to yeah, do true. research behind it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I think another thing we have to take into consideration, too, when comparing the police shit with the black-on-black crime is that, one, like R said, you got the racial component, but you also got the fact that police are supposed to be held to a higher standard. Exactly. They're supposed the to... Yeah, they're right. out here breaking the law and getting away with it. Right. And these I, are people who are supposed to be... Yeah, they're yeah. the ones supposed to be yeah. upholding yeah. and enforcing. And it's not to say that when they do it, it's worse, per se, because like, like Anthony said, it's, it's a, somebody's dead regardless. But... I think part of the reason that there's this perception that we care more in these white cops killing black people than we do on black on black, I think the the reason for that perception is that we're more outraged that the people who are supposed to be upholding the law, they're supposed to be protecting us, supposed to be helping us, are killing us for racial reasons and getting away with it. Right. And like, it's yeah. not to say that that one life is more valued than another, but it, you can't help but feel. I guess a little bit more helpless when when the police are doing it than when yeah you well, know I, you know Demetrius down the street does it and that, and that's totally different thing like <laughs> all it, when you think Beach. about it when you think about it it's like these are all situations where these people didn't even have to die right you know like what about that tactic before like killing somebody should be the last resort these people like my man in South Carolina. He was already, you know, in a submissive situation. He was surrendering, you know, and he got shot in the back. Oh, yeah. You know what uh, I'm saying? Like, running away. You yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, come on now. Yeah. Can we, when do you can, start killing somebody for that? Like, Can we Freddie remember Gray? his name? What was his oh, name? The, that was, what, the, it was so many. That was the older was, black dude, right? Yeah. The one, and then the oh, one where they had the video. Where, like, listen, he man, dropped. There was so much of that happening, man, like back to back to back to back. Like, it's, I can't even remember. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We had a we had a strong period where every week we were talking about that shit. And it wasn't like, hey, we had three weeks in a row where we were talking about cop Man, this shit ran months. Where every week we was talking Walter about that Scott. shit. Walter Scott. Yep, that's it. Yep. Every week yeah. we were talking about that shit for months and on end like new Mike, case every week and I agree with you know with Mike it's like you have to hold cops to a higher standard but I feel like if the the standard of cops is here I feel like he's putting his hand in the air by the way my hand is high above my <laughs> it's head very high yeah high it's very high we have you know if we have the the standard of cops at five feet the standard of us killing ourselves is like at two feet and it seems like we don't have to move this. We don't have to move the standard of us wanting cops not to kill us. But I think we need to move the standard up of us That's killing nice. each other. Like that has the, the the gap between that has to lessen, and we have to. It's like you know. I think Art was saying. You know, we have to. It, we're we're so used to it. We're like desensitized and shit. And that has to you know stop. But you know, so many other issues. You know, you have educational issues that, you know, keep people from doing more so they, they result to other bullshit. You know, so many other aspects to get yeah, to it. It's not just a quick fix. It's, it's not, not just niggas just killing each other just because they want to kill each other. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got niggas on a block board and nothing, nothing to do. Someone, you know, comes past them doing whatever and you know what I'm saying? Shit pops off. So, I don't know. I don't have no answers. I the other day I had posted, you know, and I was it was kind of a, I wish you had, I wish I had a, it was just a sarcasm font. But I had posted the status talking about asking, well, you know, will Detroiters put up the Detroit flag to, you know, show their protest, kind of like how people were using, like, the, the parachute flag 
or in the app, you know, things like that. One, I found out that people, a lot of people didn't know Detroit had a flag. And then, two, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think people really took the status seriously. It wasn't really for that, but it's like, if you can be outraged about a shooting that happened, you know, you know, thousands of miles away, you should be, you know, we had a mass shooting at a fucking barbershop on something on East Side a couple years ago. It was like six, seven people. I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah. And there was like, there was no Jesse Jacksons coming here. There was, you know what I'm saying? There was nothing to that extent, you know. But, you know, you have uh, Dylan Roof that goes into a black church, you know, and kills, you know, however many people. And rightfully so, you know, we're everybody's pissed. And everyone understand, you know, why this, why, one, why is the police taking this kid to Burger King before they take him to jail? Why is he's not being labeled a terrorist? Why, you know, all of these, all these whys or whatever, but there's, you know, pretty much silence as to how and why, you know, a barbershop got shot up and six, five, six, seven people got killed, however many, you know what I'm saying, got killed, you know, so. Well, it's, first of all, oh, it's like. <laughs> it's like about to go off on you. Right, right, I was like, what do, man? Let's see, let's see. He can't right. even with that hard-ass <laughs> accent and shit. First of all. First of all, yo, let me say this, yo. First of all, done. <laughs> but like, listen, like, so. First of all, with, with the dude Dylan in South Carolina that did that, the reason why they did it the way they did it is because they were still <laughs> flying that rebel flag in that state. Oh, yeah. yeah. That state, you know they what still saying? had the Confederate flag there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then when you look at a situation like in Detroit, you know, you looking at Detroit is like the lowest rung on the ladder of success. Like, not even on that path. Like, Detroit, people consider, like... You know, ground zero. You know what I mean? So it's like a third yeah, world country. I mean, I get it. So, and, and I'm not even lessening the 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 bullshit that happened with Dylan Roof. I'm just, yeah. you know, just just the, the parallels of how right how how much and that's not a cop killer. That's a that's a white guy going into a you know, a church killing black folks and it's still a race issue. Oh, it's totally a race right, issue. Right. And it's you know, but when you know a, a mass <laughs> shooting happened here it's not as, you know, if that mass shooting would have happened at, I don't know, just say for quick and loans and, you know, <laughs> saying, pick your job, <laughs> hey, man, I've never said on the podcast where I work, man. Uh, <laughs> that's why I laughed silently. I was like, well, it's out there now, uh, you know, or any other major thing happened downtown or something like that. You know, it, it's, it's going to be much more attention. Than just the hood shit that happened on Seven Mile or yeah. whatever the case. So. And see, and that's another thing because it's hood stuff too, you know. And that's like the the thing that's supposed to be common with hood stuff. You know, people get killed in the hood, which is really crazy too because this is the hood is a neighborhood. You know, and people should be living and trying to thrive and prosper in the neighborhood. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I just think it just has to be, it just has to get better. Shit happen in Court Town right. or Midtown, some shit pop off. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying, all kind of, you know, resolve as to how, why, how to stop that from happening. Right. But shit happen in Brightmore, it's just another day. Or right. anywhere else, it's just another day and shit. So, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's. I think it's just, it. For me, I just want the discussions to happen more. You know, saying people to, you know, protest. And I went to. You remember when the? Uh, I think it was the the. I want to say Coast Guard, but for lack of a better term, when the no, dude Border sh- Patrol, Border Patrol yeah. shot the dude. You know, what I'm saying over. Uh, right down the street, Evergreen Chicago. Chicago. Every, yeah, Evergreen in Chicago. Chicago. I went over there to that protest there, and there was tons of folks there. And I was, and I, and I left there like. Where that torch at? 
I left there like, I don't even know if this dude really, really did this shit he was supposed to do. But, you know, I was like, you know what, it's a start of, you know, I just wanted to be around the people, get a, you know, a feel for what was going on and stuff like that. But any other killer happens, ain't nobody coming out for that shit. No, you know what I'm saying? I think most recently the 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 one girl who was uh killed from Wayne State, you know, they did a visual for her, you know, uh and things of that nature, but uh that's what I think I said a uh, visual. Uh, I was man, visual. I was sitting here like, man, I, 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 I do I say something song. or do I chill? Cuz I remember Cuz I swear well, he said visual. visual. Uh, no, <laughs> visual on that was No, I, and, and well, maybe as soon as I said it, I was like, "Fuck!" But I remember I seen a flyer for some kid that got killed in the hood, and the dude was like, "Yeah, why don't you go to my homeboy's visual?" And he said it like three, four times. And it was all visual. I was definitely about to visual. come for you, but yeah, I was like, "Yeah, I was like, yeah. I like, I like, let me correct that." I let him. I let him finish his point. Now I'm gonna <laughs> like, get. Now I'm gonna get him. <laughs> I was like, let me correct that. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. It's just uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I guess we can probably push to a lighter. Yeah, um, let's go to a lighter, lighter. subject. So R. Kelly ho ass now. <laughs> well, 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 before we talk about R. Kelly, though, I kind of want to push back to the Quentin Tarantino thing because okay. R. said something that um, I wanted to talk about because Quentin Tarantino is my favorite director. And he mentioned about why he likes Quentin Tarantino because, you know, the greediness and shit. And one of the things that I like about Quentin Tarantino is that he doesn't make movies for other people. He makes movies for himself. That he likes as a film fan, as a art fan, and he don't really. I don't. I don't think Quentin Tarantino ever gives a fuck about what people are gonna think about his movies. He makes the movie that he wants to make. He thinks like I want to make a western slash slave movie. That could be fun, and then he'll incorporate like all kinds of like homages to like old spaghetti westerns and like all kinds of dope shit that is like really cool for people who really study film like so like i I went to college for film film studies and shit so i i I saw like i I watched all kinds of like foreign shit all kinds of like really old shit my dad put me on a lot of shit and i've I've got a lot of dvds of foreign shit so i'm like really into movies so like when i go watch a quentin tarantino movie beyond what his um what the general outline of the movie is. So if you take something like Kill Bill, you have like a more casual moviegoer who will go see Kill Bill and will think like the uh, the action is dope or the violence is dope. And then that that's all cool too. But then like you have somebody like, like me who will watch it and will catch all the like the homages to like old Japanese samurai flicks and shit like that. And like I like the fact that he makes movies for himself that he likes as a... Uh, a student of film and he don't really give a fuck about pleasing other people and it just so happens to coincide with the shit that I dig which is why I like his movies so much so like he to me he's just like a great auteur and, and auteur. I don't know yeah <laughs> I consider him to be an auteur man like they I, I guess a loose definition of auteur is somebody who um excels at like a particular style of movie that fits them and that applies to what they like to do and there's a lot of directors mainly like in the old days who fit that definition but i feel like he's like a current like a a current auteur so like he's like yeah that's another reason why i like him well you look at it nobody's doing films like he's doing films you know Mm -hmm. so he's paving He's pretty much making his own pathway. He's making his own lane. He's like the tech nine of uh... a... <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and so, 
you have to look at the doors that he that he's opening up, you know, for the the next generation or the next people that want to do some things that are similar. You know, now people they're Where's like, the okay, guy? well, we can do some Quentin Tarantino type of films now, you know, because he's already. I would love away. to see some new people come out with that style of like movie making and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. I think that would be dope. Right. Yeah, I would definitely love to see that. Um, Who tried this already? I have some. How you like it? It's good. It smells good. Not bad. Oh, cool. so the drink thing. So we tried uh, <laughs> earlier uh, Southern Comfort with lime. Is it? With, does it say yeah. with lime or just lime? It just lime. say lime. Southern Comfort lime, and it was awesome. So much that we finished it, and we went you to, had to some the time? store. I haven't had any of the new one yet. You want? You ready for it? You good? I'm good right now. Okay. Here, let me get. Let me re up. And uh, we tried that. And let me so re up. Done. Right. Yo, son. Let me get that, baby. <laughs> This <laughs> ain't got the coolest fucking accent. <laughs> uh, we tried that so much. We went back to the store and it was out. So we went with the uh, Seagram 7 Apple Orchard. Orchard, orchard yeah. Apple. Orchard Apple. Oh, it's, it's the Orchard Apple. Yeah. Oh, you had it? No, that's the good apple. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So the regular apple. So it's like regular apple. It's like orchard. I'm like, hey, that's, orchard. that's like organic or something. That's right. That shit made from Granny Smith apples. <laughs> Hey, but don't, don't talk too much about it because mm-hmm. it might be like uh, one of them crystals. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's just the nastiest shit ever, man. I don't understand how that blew up. Well, I'll it. tell you how it blew Marketing. up. It was, in, yeah, it was in a video, and sadly to say, people were followers. Right. That shit's terrible. Same reason Bel Air blew up. That shit's terrible, too. I had that last weekend, and it was pretty bad. What was right. that? What did he just say? Bel Air. Oh, I haven't had that. That shit that uh, sparkling Ross wine. always. Uh, sparkling uh, wine. Yeah, that shit was pretty terrible. Ain't that, ain't that Moscato? <laughs> Not even. It's only fourteen percent alcohol. So, uh, and I and as the night went on, when I had it, I uh, ended up mixing it with Patron. And <laughs> <laughs> you know your shit weak if niggas is mixing it with Patron. <laughs> and it was definitely it, it, it. I don't know. I don't think the alcohol content together made my night. My well, it shouldn't be my night. My next morning shitty. But it was real. I don't know the combination of that shit. That, but I like the only strange thing I. Oh, I tried the apple uh, Ciroc too. I didn't really care for it. I had that too, and I had to put uh, double shot of whiskey in mine. Mm. Really? To make it. And I had high know, hopes for that shit. I mean, try I mean, it's, it's, buy a double shot or a shot at the bar. Or something. Yeah, don't buy a bottle yet. But you hmm. know that Crown Royal apple was good. Though. That's the now, shit. That's, that shit is. Uh, that's the shit right there. But now, like pairing it with cigars, I wouldn't do that. Like it, it is not a good taste for me. But like this is a good taste with the cigar. We had a. Uh, we we ran through a bottle of Crown Apple with some cigars. I don't remember having any issues with it. Uh, we we was drinking it straight, weren't we? Well, I, I will say I did have it with uh, simply lemonade, and that shit tastes like a fucking Jolly Rancher, yo. <laughs> the apple, uh, the crown apple. Love I the crown like the, apple. Uh, and I can't remember uh, the the apple whiskey that I brought you over here. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I just. And I got that was a random buy from Merchants, and uh, that shit was good as hell. Yeah, that was pretty tasty. Yeah, I would definitely uh, fuck with that. It didn't last long after you left. Either. <laughs> yeah, I <figured> <laughs> yeah, I figured it'd go so far. I'm like, if it make it past the night, it would be. Uh... Yeah, I don't think it made it past the second half of that game. <laughs> <laughs> you want to jump on that back on that old day back? Old back. Uh, uh, let's w- let's uh go back to the R Kelly though. We go R Kelly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Talk so about this nasty. Nigga. R Kelly decided to uh to do a ass R Kelly. Uh, question and answer thing. Like now, R. Kelly's done this before, probably about a year. Do you remember that when he did it before, like about a year ago or so? 
Uh, he did, he did a, it wasn't sponsored by any any like site or nothing. He just decided because I think it was something else. Somebody did an ask something on, on on Twitter or whatever, and pretty much every other than actually diehard fans, however many of those are, you know, pretty much was like the whole you know sexual allegation shit. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't go far. He didn't even really answer too many questions. So that was like maybe a year, maybe two years ago, I think. Anyhow, so. Huffington Post, he did a he's gonna do an interview with Huffington Post. So a part of the interview was they were doing ask R. Kelly questions again. So he, you know, he he meets up with the girl. He's sitting there and uh yeah, I saw that, yeah. He's doing the, the interview and she's asking them fan questions and stuff like that. Then she, you know, he gets to where, you know, some of the fans really can't, you know, get past, you know, some things in your past and so forth and and I think she reads a she reads a tweet or whatever, and the person is cussing or something. And he's like, "Whoa, can we say fuck or whatever?" He said, and then it just goes downhill from there. Like he never answered any question. Like he one of the questions he I think he answered something to the effect of, you know, well, I've never heard anybody talk to me about the allegations. <laughs> like, nigga, are you serious? Like, no one in the history of this whole thing has said, hey, Arkady, man, why you fuck with them little girls? Did he go to court or something like that, too? Was he I don't know court? if it ever did. I don't think it was. He did it. He did it. He got acquitted. He did get acquitted. Right. He yeah. went to court with that. I know. I thought it was a civil case afterwards, and they settled out of court. Yeah, I don't remember. That, I think case. that happened in addition to in the criminal case. The criminal case. Yeah. But for him to say that there has been no one in, I mean, you got to be walking down the street, nigga. Somebody got to be like, dog, what's up with them little girls? Like, I cannot see him being in a bubble that allows him to not be asked, even if it's random as fuck from the most randomest people. The Boondocks did a whole episode about it. Right. He had to know that. <laughs> so it was he had to know that. Oh, and so he goes to interview basically evading all the questions and shit. And he said this one point where he was like, if any of my fans were to come to my concert and basically yell the things that they've been talking about, he would stop doing fucking concerts. Well, he denied. He denied that that was him, though. Didn't he say it was like his brother or something? That was oh, eating yeah. the booty like groceries. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. But I'm like, he, but it's, and I, I was talking to Tony earlier about it. I was thinking, like, in the years that this has been many years, maybe 10 plus years that this has happened, he is not formulated like, any kind of rebuttal to any of this shit, and, and like I said earlier, I don't know what the rebuttal will be. Me neither, but I just don't. Yeah. I think like you have not. There's been no PR person that you've been able to consult. Well, the, with. the rebuttal was him getting up and leaving, like whenever somebody. Yeah, well, yeah. Possibly that ended up being it, but it's like there is no no one that has been like this is what you should say, like some PR statement or yeah. something. Well, in my personal opinion, with R. Kelly. <laughs> It's that like, motherfucker nasty. It's been like it's been like ten years. <laughs> it's been like ten years or so. You know, like okay, when are you gonna let like people never let stuff die? You know what I'm saying? And it's like in his case, he's been going on because he ain't nothing but an artist at the end of the day. You know, he's a he's a person too. You know, but he's an entertainer. He makes music. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's like how do you move on from something from ten years ago? But your people people won't let you. 
You know what I'm saying? But you have to have, well, like you say, you got to be able to to, to deflect to, to something. To say nothing? To deflect yeah, a lot of at that. At this point, it, because we don't have a resolution to it. It's not, you know, it wasn't. Right. I mean, you well, the resolution was he didn't go to jail. Well, I mean, you think of, you think of uh, shit, CeeLo had an incident in the last, like, But it wasn't so. big, though. It, it wasn't big, but, you know, he came And he don't have and, R. Kelly fans. Yeah. You know? he's, I mean, he said, but the thing was, he was, like, on The View. He was, you know, nationally known right. at that point. Right. I mean, far beyond... You know, goody mob and stuff. And what CeeLo was on the view? Not the view. I'm the, sorry. Uh, voice. The, the voice. voice. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that sounds weird. Yeah, very, it was very weird. Yeah, yeah, very weird. Uh, I missed yeah. that season. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and so you know, I mean, by no by no means is he as big as R. Kelly, but you know, I think that you can he, he addressed it of whatever how he addressed it. Right. Went under, came back, and started making music. How's Chris Brown able to come out and be able to do what he does after the shit that he's done? And he's not. It seemed like for no, I don't see. It seemed like he's not blackballed at all. Like he's no, able. He to was. Play. They still like. Yeah. Like Chris Brown, he's still catching. He yeah. I mean, initially, I think. Well, initially see, he was, was young. He was young, and it's not the same type of crime. I guess. Well, I just think just. A I think that's the difference. Is the oh yeah, you're difference. right about the backlash, but I think the the difference in the backlash is because. Um, the one the fact that just people aren't going to look inherently look as at, at domestic abuse in the same way as they're going to look at child abuse. Yeah. So like it, it's it's a difference in the crime, and then too like you know Rihanna is an adult, so like it's not to excuse anything, but like I think that's the difference in the outrage is that people are just going to be more mad when it's a kid than when it's an adult. Right. But like he. The R. Kelly shit, man, like, I don't, I think another reason, too, is that Chris Brown, like, he don't do fucking open question shit, either. Like, how are you R. Kelly, and after all this time, and all the shit that you've dealt with in regard to that situation, that you're still doing some shit where people can openly ask you questions? I don't think Chris Brown dumb enough to be like, hey, ask me any question on Twitter. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's dumb as fuck, but I don't think he's that dumb. But then you gotta, you gotta also... Also understand the type of individual R. Kelly is too. Like I had a one of my boys used to drive, like drive a limo for R. Kelly, right? And he went to um, like one of his concerts when he was here at a, at a certain venue. And so R. Kelly was getting off the bus, and his people came out was like, "All right, nobody move." Who R. R. Kelly's Kelly, people? Yeah, okay. he was like, "All right, nobody move." R. Kelly is getting off the bus. Everybody stand still. Now hear this fool talking to adults, telling them, you know, R. Kelly's coming out, be still. Who gonna be still? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's the way R. Kelly wanted it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. Yeah. Now, he's like he's a different type of individual. But that's a lot of them. If you read these writers that they have, yeah, they are pretty out there. Right. But because they make money for somebody, you know, they I mean they get what they want. That's yeah. pretty nuts though. I'm not standing still. The craziest right. thing about that shit was, after the fact, there was a whole lot of people caping for R. Kelly. Like, how dare this interviewer, he has a new album coming out, how dare this interviewer go off topic and ask him about his past sex shit. They made it sound like she asked him about, like, how many women he'd been with in his life or some shit. Yeah. Like, like this nigga wasn't accused of fucking kids. Like, well, like what are you talking about? Like one of the questions they was asking, that she, she tried to ask him was like, you know, your your lyrics are, you know, really sexual, you know, and it was something about, it was going into that, but it was lyric sexual. 
And he just blew up with that. Like, he didn't even want to talk about me. Obviously, his lyrics, I mean, fucking 12 play. Right. You know, obviously, his lyrics has been sexual since the beginning. Of right. 12 play how, how is that like, not a valid question if you're on a, you're at this platform where you want to, you're promoting your album? Well, you know, I think he got personal. I think, like, they touched the vein, a chord, rather, with him. Yeah, the shit and, he didn't want to talk about. Right, because <laughs> he was really trying to promote his album. Yeah, because the reason, the reason he even opened himself up to it, to Michael's point, was, from what I read in another article, the album only sold 28,000 copies. Mm-hmm. So he felt like he had to get out there and right. do Publicity something to push, to push album sales. So that's why he opened himself up to the interview. I will give him credit. He was a straight G. He told the lady, you got one more question. Right. He didn't have to give her that. And she went down that road and said, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, but now I'm going to say this because, like, R. Kelly makes good music, you know, and people are human. I'm not trying to excuse nothing that he did. To, to be fair, R. Kelly made good music. Right. Well, he, he, I don't think he, he, current, songs I don't I think like he currently like, makes good music. Like, he got but. that sex genius I like. Kinda, that song is kind of side, right Sidebar, but talking about R. Kelly. So, I seen him when he performed with the Soul Train or something recently. Yeah. And he came out there with a cigar. Mm-hmm. And so, it wasn't lit. It wasn't lit. Oh, okay. So, I kept trying to look at the cigar to see what the fuck was he smoking. Is that an acid Cuba Cuba? <laughs> Dog. <laughs> what was it? So, I didn't know what it was. I just saw the blue label. And I'm like, that's Cuba Cuba. And I... So I, I just clicked on Twitter. I was searching. I was trying to find this article. Sure as shit, a fucking Cuba Cuba. Yeah. Uh, R. Kelly does not represent cigar smokers around. I was about to say, like, so since we sitting here, uh, what up though podcast featuring the Detroit Cigar Club? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I was like, I kept looking. I seen the blue label, but it would never get close enough so I could see what kind of cigar it was. And so finally, I looked. I just clicked on the picture. And sure as shit, it's definitely a Cuba Well, Cuba. it was a Soul Train Awards. Nothing against Cuba Cuba. Uh, nothing against Cuba Cuba. That we was, love Drew that was, that's, that's what got me into cigars. So. But listen, like, he should have came out with a Don Tomas or something like that. Like, <laughs> the Holy Grail of cigars or something. That's why I mean, like, we got the we got What Up Though podcast featuring the Detroit Cigar Club. Yeah, we did and we, did, we were actually able to segue smoothly into... Uh, R. Kelly cigar smoking habits. <laughs> yeah, because I, I swear I was looking the whole time and I could not get the fucking uh, zoom in to see what the fuck cigar. But Speak- I saw the blue label and I was like, man, that looks like a cool cool. Speaking of which, did you see that video that Steve Harvey put out with that? With the uh, with him why, talking about why he likes cigars? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he smoking a Cuba? I think so. No. No, wasn't? He wasn't? Wait, which which one was that? It was a video where he was just talking about why he smoked cigars. Yeah, and he, I think he was like standing outside like a trailer or something like that. And he was talking about oh, smoking a cigar. Okay. He was like standing outside a trailer. He was smoking a cigar. And he was talking about why he enjoys cigars. And I swear I swear on everything he had a Cuba Cuba too. He might have. But I, I've seen him. He was recently with uh, Jerry Seinfeld has a series called uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Caught. Right, right. And he had. That's Steve on Harvey. Crackle, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And he went. They went to a cigar shop and they had uh, the Aviator, which is a nice, it's a nice stick. And him talking, he sound like he sounds like a cigar smoker. Like you know, it's no, like, he's been doing is, it for yeah. years. Though. He probably is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so, just an interesting note that maybe that's just his guilty pleasure, Cooper Cooper. Yeah, yeah shit. I mean, hey, it's mine. I, can't, I, can't. I mean, well, I can't. I mean, I haven't had it in a very long time, but like, I'll, I'm always gonna have a special place in my heart for it because that was kind of like what broke me into cigar smoking was. Yeah, that was, was the acid. That, that was broke me. Well, yeah, the so acid Cuba Cuba. Special place in your heart. Yeah, I can't. I tried one about a month ago, and I was just like, "Wow, this is really what I came from, man." It's like I, 
I can't remember the last time I had one. I can't go back. You always remember your first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On many levels. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so how, long, how long have you been smoking cigars? Uh, I've been smoking since 2003. Uh, I've been super active since... 2004. <laughs> 2003, I started, but it was just a, you know, it was a, I was one of those guys that I did it to look cool and had the big ring and yeah. Well, actually, my first cigar was a Padron anniversary 1964. Okay, oh, brag, right, bragging, no, brag much. <laughs> yeah, that was my first stick, and you know, from there, I really got into it, and it's you know, as y'all know, it's it's a lifestyle and. It's it's a lot to it, and I learned a lot more. So my palate has changed greatly since then. But do you feel like it's trendy now? I think it's trendy. I think, I think it so is too. Trendy. I think a lot of hipsters do it, and uh, we were in Genuine actually yesterday, and it was a couple of hipster dudes that came in there. You know, they just doing it because it's a trendy thing to do. But you know, whatever, to each his own. Yeah, and you gotta try not to judge either. Like, yeah, right. Like once you've been doing it for a while, you don't want to. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah, and I, you, know? you know. I've never been like that type of dude. And a cigar snob. Not, yeah, I exactly. Never people for what they smoke because people smoke what they like. I, I'm cool with that. I will. I, I don't. I don't. I don't try. I try not to judge, although I do sometimes. But that's just human. But I do judge when I see a guy coming and be like, you know what? I just want the most expensive one. I'm like, do you want it because it's expensive, or do you want a decent tasting cigar? No, you know, a lot of guys want it because it's expensive. You know, I know guys like that. We all probably know guys that. Oh, I smoke such and such because, you know, it's a $20 stick or whatever. You know, you don't have to pay that much to get a good cigar. Interesting, interesting question. Have you, what, do you have a expensive cigar that you think is whack? I would imagine that you probably ran across one ever that you thought, like, it was a pricey joint and you was like, this ain't all that. Um, yeah, I've had a couple. Uh, actually, and this is funny, it's, it was my white whale for a long time. White well, meaning that one that you always chased, but you never could get. Oh, uh, the Cohiba Beheki was my white well, and you know most times they go for a hundred bucks. You know between seventy and a hundred bucks. So um, when I finally got it, I was very underwhelmed. Yeah, I've never had one, but I can imagine. I don't think I've, I've had a Cohiba, but it was a reg- it was yeah, not that one. Dot Cohiba. This was a this was a Cuban, but I think what it was with with Cubans, I think with the big bigger ring gauges, I just don't think they're that good. Hmm. I think when you go Cuban, you got to go. The highest you can go is probably fifty ring gauge to really enjoy it, in my personal opinion. Now, is, is fifty the, the the smallest for a regular no. size cigar? No, they go all the way down. Pantellas are forty two ring gauge. I think. And then I think you can get something underneath that. I don't. I don't use it. Like a joint. Shit. Yeah. And then <laughs> that, you know I'm a big guy, so I don't want to smoke something really, really small. That looks weird. Fucking dainty when I'm smoking. Yeah. Also, a pinky out. I bought, um, I bought a red dot from the riverfront. Explain like, to because I mean like oh, okay. we all know what you're talking about, but we got listeners who don't, and I don't want to get delve too much into cigar shit because our listeners don't really be into it like like that, but. Um, explain to our listeners ring gauge. Ring gauge is the circumference of a cigar, and it usually ranges 
we'll say from a 42 up to I've seen an 80 ring gauge. You see the 80? Yeah. yeah Holy like shit. 120. You like, basically like, sucking like dick at that point. Actually, my favorite. You basically sucking dick at that point. That sounds very cigar phallic. company where Romacraft <laughs> makes a, a femur. Does Romacraft make it? A femur? Like a thigh bone? It's probably his circumference of real bone. Right, yeah. And that's, you know, it's not a... It's not a cigar to really smoke. It's more of a, it's yeah. more of a gag thing. But yeah. yeah, you can't. You That's can't like getting a cigar from Spencer's or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can't masculinely smoke an eighty ring gauge no, cigar. Like <laughs> you can't. Good at all. It's not a good look. <laughs> on Instagram with it. Like, <laughs> so let's, let's, let's give the, give our listeners an idea of what the average. So like, so our listeners, I'm sure everybody's probably seen a cigar. So. Give the listeners an idea what like what they would genuinely see as a cigar, what, what the average ring gauge is. So, so basically, so they can get an idea of like when you say forty two versus eighty, because like we responded to eighty, but they're probably just sitting there like, "What the fuck?" Right. So, give average, them an idea of what the casual cigar, what they would see, what what kind of ring gauge they're looking at. Average, you're probably looking at fifty. Fifty is probably the average, and that's a good size. That's usually robusto size, so fifty to fifty two. So. And they measure by ring gauge and length. Yeah, yeah. So I would imagine what 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 do you think was the length on that? Did you, you said you've seen the eighty? It was an eighty by one twenty. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's just yeah. yeah one twenty is that's the yeah that's it's, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's ten feet. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> a gag. Like, yeah, you know, they have some nineties. That's you know that that's just ridiculous at that point. You know that's a four hour smoke. Right. Like so what? I'm reading something about ring gauge. Sorry, me control. No, you good. So cigars measured by length of ring gauge. Uh, the length of me- length is measured in inches. The ring gauge is measured in units of one sixty fourth of an inch. Most cigars are between thirty two and fifty two ring gauge or ring size. Yeah, I would say fifty two seemed like for yeah, like for, the average. Right. For example, a cigar that's eight by forty eight is eight inches long and forty eight. 64th of an inch. That wow. seems like a 8 by 48 seems like a oddly shaping yeah, like long be, and I, long and thin. That would be a Lonsdale shape. Okay, there we go. So a 60 is the 60 of 64 inch. So that's damn near an inch in diameter. Oh, okay, there you go. Ah, so the sixty really much And when I started, I thought that that was the cool one this morning. Yeah, and I, I've always felt that the big ring gauges, ring gauges were kind of like for show. Like, I, I inherently, I just kind of looked at it like, what are the? I, I always felt like they made it just for show, and that chances are it wouldn't be a good smoke. But I've had a few uh, big ring gauge cigars that were really good, though. Yeah, I can agree to that. So I, I, I was, I was surprised. I had some that weren't. So yeah, well, yeah I'm ones. sure. So, I still shy away from them, but I've had like maybe like one or two that I was like, that, oh. It's and pretty that good. Depends on your palate too. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. What yeah, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you guys get into it even deeper, you know, I mean, you're gonna get deeper down the rabbit hole. We still have that Cuban thing that we have to do. You, your palate is gonna change. So, so if you had to suggest, what would your suggestion be for a person who wants to get into cigar smoking? What would you think that would be a good? I mean, everybody, like you say, palates are different, but you got to start starter? somewhere. But yeah, but every every person who's a starter has no. Palette to really no, gauge. Yeah. Well, that's why I think it's so hard to even say that. I would think, but yeah, 
that's that's a tough question though. My my rule of thumb is always to try a bunch. Don't get locked in on like if you smoke one and you don't like it, don't think that that's representative of the as a whole. You know, you're gonna have to try a bunch. It's hard to say that one that you should go to. I mean, but if I had to a Padron, the Double O series, yeah, that's an excellent starting point. So you would definitely would you you would shy away from a flavored t- type cigar if you want to have to start. Oh, if we're talking about females, women, I would, <laughs> I, would say, <laughs> I would say go to flavored first. <laughs> Extra shady. I didn't mean to throw any shade there. Oh, that's cool. You know, you know, it, hey, was just, it was just the path that you know we kind of. But went. you know what though, that nub, if you a bitch, you like, can start with an acid. Hey, but you know, but you know that, that you a real nigga, you gonna start with the Patron. I like, I like that nub espresso though. That I like the nub espresso. Yeah, I like that though. Coffee, like I don't, I don't have anything against the flavor. And those are quick sticks for me. Yeah, like they're not, they're just not in yeah. my repertoire right now. Yeah, but with coffee in the morning, awesome. Well, yeah. that's kind of like the uh, what's your their favorite one, um, Mike? Uh, I'm forgetting the name right now. What you talking about? My favorite flavor, flavor, flavored one. Or you had a you, you had a bunch of them for a while. You eating the Uzi? No flavor. Oh, yeah, flavored one? No, Uzi. Um, Uzi what? The Uzi is nice. Oh, I thought you about to say that. I'm like, don't be saying the Uzi. That's no, my shit. No, these, they had a. I think they, you know, they had a red, a red tail one, or did you got before? Oh, you mean the Tayback? Tayback. Oh, that's true estate too. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What I was, that's what I was oh, the Taybacks. No, the Taybacks do the shit. Dog. I still fuck with Tayback. I, I could do the Tayback before I could do a, 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 a acid one. Yeah, and I've smoked the Javas. Yeah, I Java's like the Java. I too, had yeah. a Java day. I like the, I can do the Java ones, but I can't do the the acid. The acid one's just too sweet for me now. I think a Java's a good starter stick. Like my cousin, uh, you know, she's a girl. She wanted to get into it, so I gave her. She liked them pussy ass sticks. <laughs> I gave her acid blondie, and you know, she loved it. Like you know, that that made her want to try more. So I don't want to. When you're giving somebody a first stick to try, you don't want to. You don't want them hacking up alone. Right. It's one uh, acid that I've been trying to, tr- I've been wanting to try, and I can't think of it. And it's, it's a name uh, has a, like a gold band. Or the, I want to say I don't want to, why I want to call it a certain area. So what did you just say? What the fuck? It's oh, an what? acid. It's a, what? The, what? <laughs> it's did you say servalarians? Ser- what? Ser- ser- oh, servia. No, it's that's a tat. No, it's a, it's a it's it's an acid. Oh. Cause uh, Chris had told me about it. Uh, shit, I think about it. We, can, I can and I will say this: women smoking cigars is probably one of the most sexy things I've ever seen. In my <laughs> life. And I just wanted that to be on record for the ladies. All right, that's All way right. better than a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, man, what's this? What is this fucking cigar? Fuck! It is a. I don't know. I can't think of it right now, so I'm just gonna skip that part. <laughs> what point were you trying to make? I was trying. To, it was an acid. It was an acid I wanted to try. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to get his personal recommendations on tape, <laughs> so he can remember later. Old Otis. Yeah, I can't. Man, I can't find that motherfucker no more. But I've had a few. I had the, the toast one was okay. Um, it's something Larry. It's something Larry in the title, but. 
Anyway, I like the I like the one video you posted about the uh, the guy in the cigar shop, uh, uh, just talking about cigars and how he likes cigars. Uh, I don't I don't know I don't know who the, the uh, I looked up the guy who uh, made the videos. He had a shit ton of videos. Oh yeah, that was just a guy that uh, basically like the Steve Harvey thing. He just yeah, basically his, yeah, Steve why Harvey thing. It. Without yeah. Steve Harvey, yeah, it was just a guy at a shop in New York, and that yeah. shop was small as fuck, man. That yeah. shop, it was about this size. Yeah, and it was narrow too. It was almost like you know, wall here and the other wall was probably about the end of the you know, end of your seat or whatever. Yeah, it was ventilation in there was probably bad. <laughs> yeah, probably shitty as hell. Yeah. All they was getting was smoke from everybody yeah. else. So, so speaking of Steve Harvey, do we want to talk about what happened with him at the uh, pageant? We absolutely, should talk I about think it. We should. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on my topics list, but when we mentioned him, I was like, well, I, that was me to mention him. When I mentioned him, it made me think like, oh, we could talk about the little. Steve Harvey's little uh, incident. Yeah, they, was going, got, they was going in on him. I thought it got kind of blown out of proportion. But. Right. Yeah, I think I... Well, so basically, for people who don't know, if you've been on a fucking rock for the last fucking week... Um, Shit, the last two days. Right, two days. Uh, Steve Harvey was doing the Miss Universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Miss Universe. Miss Universe contest, and he was set to, you know, name the... He had to name the second runner-up, the first runner-up, and the actual winner. So he named the second runner-up, and when he got to the the second, the first runner-up, he was supposed to name. He went straight to the winner, and he named Miss Columbia, Columbia the winner. And so, well, the first runner-up. No, he named her the winner. She was actually the first runner-up. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. So Miss. Philippines was the winner. Was the winner. So he named her. So he named her. Then he like comes back like, I fucked. Well, I fucked up. He didn't say that, but I fucked up. And Miss Philippines is the winner. And it just caught. I mean, I just thought it was funny. I thought it was fucked up, but it was funny at the same time. But you had you had two sides of opposite sides of people. You had people who were like, "That's just fucked up, stupid clown." You had these people like, "We support Steve Harvey. This is fucked up." He would have never done this, blah blah blah. And I, like you say, I think the whole thing totally, totally got blown up way more than I thought it would be. But end up happening is he got signed to do the next one, <laughs> the next five. I thought, I thought he had a five. Yeah, it's, it's a few. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. how many for certain, but yeah. So they were good with it. Yeah. The expression of Miss Philippines though was priceless. If you watch <laughs> the whole thing, she just like what, <laughs> what, uh, what. Now, I heard, and I heard a rumor, and I don't know how true it is, is that I guess she's allegedly suing for mental... Columbia. Yeah. Yeah, she's supposed to be suing Steve Harvey for $5 million. Come for on, mental man. stress involved yeah, that's, that's ratchet, yeah. We're talking, and we're talking about a beauty contest. Right. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's a beauty contest. Yo, mistakes. If you don't sit your goofy happen. ass down somewhere. Right. <laughs> and I'm sure she probably wins something for being second. Like it's not like yeah, it's not like you walk away with nothing. Right. Yeah. Man. Well, listen, man, it makes sense because Steve Harvey, he's hotter than fish grease right now. He got radio, books, movies, TV shows. You know, so it makes sense to have him inked in for the next couple of Miss Universe. Well, I was say this: Do you remember who won Miss Universe last year? No, I do not. I don't you remember who won Miss Universe. No, but ever I remember in life. who the host. The only the one I can name is Vanessa Williams because that was tied to the. <laughs> so you don't remember any of between? That was in the seventies. Uh, <laughs> I do not. And I, this break, this probably got the most raise of anyone. Right, I, I'm sure it does. So it's like the fuck up helped them. 
Right. Everybody be watching next year just to watch to see if he fuck up. (laughs) Which is her just going to get... It don't matter how they got to watch him. They're going to watch him anyway. So, I think it was a plus for them. Yeah, like I said, he got blown away out. Because at the end of the day, we talking about a fucking beauty pageant. Like, how is that even... Did you did you see the card that he had to read? No. They posted the card on the internet that he cuz apparently I didn't actually watch the whole clip, but apparently he showed the card that he was reading and there was a like a pretty mixed reaction on how you would interpret the card. There were people who were saying like, "Well, actually that is kind of confusing to read. I can see how he could fuck that up." And there are people who are like, this nigga can't read for if, shit. If you you got to be a fucking if you, retard. If you fell third grade to 11th grade, I could see how you would fuck that up. Well, <laughs> the funniest meme I seen, they had Floyd. And he said, don't worry, Steve. I would have messed up too. <laughs> hey, speaking of memes, though, no, no other meme to me was as funny as that Denzel. Uncle Denzel. Man. <laughs> Man, saw some great pictures Between from that Between Denzel and the crying Jordan. <laughs> oh. oh, popping up everywhere. But I seen this one with the uh, uh, Denzel, and he was talking about, uh, I guess, he, one of them clips they got, it's a dude standing by him, and he's like whispering to his ear or something. Talking about, hey, Unc, you can't talk to her. She fam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to see that in somebody's fair reunion. Like, yeah, that was that came out right around <laughs> Thanksgiving. Too. Right. Who the fuck is that young to the nah, Unc? You can't, you can't fuck with her, man. But I don't know. I thought the whole thing was blown out of proportion. I mean, I, I, I lean to the side of clowning him. I didn't give a hell. I mean, shit. You know, he's not going to do bad from that shit. Although, his tweet apologizing called her uh, Miss Philippians. <laughs> Oh man, I saw that shit. Yeah, Duh. So he he basically he hit her with the Bible question? Yeah. Yes, he called her Miss Philippians. She was, not the, man. she was from a Bible uh Bible chapter. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's when you should just go ahead and get on the laptop or computer and just type it, not put it in your phone and I mean, <laughs> like auto correct, auto spell. Like the autocorrect. thing is it's not it's not a wrong spelling. It's the right spelling of something. So you get the you don't get the squiggly line for spelling something else right. right you just exactly. need to read, motherfucker. It's yeah, like this ain't right. Philippines. Proofread yeah. before you put out. Yeah, that's a PSA I think right we've there. We've all been the victim of autocorrect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, but not to that point. Have y'all ever been typing typing to a woman how and then typing ho? All the time. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me quite a bit. The newest thing on uh on iPhones is if you type in lard ass, it'll autocorrect to Kardashian. <laughs> yes, try it. <laughs> Mike would open up a text message. Type in lard ass and watch it autocorrect to Kardashian. I'm not hey, what's gonna... that what's that one they had on Google Maps where you Google uh nigga house and they go to the White House? Yeah. They had that for a while. I think they fixed They've changed it. that. They, they <laughs> say they fixed the glitch. That yeah. was that was crazy. Now, that was crazy right there. Nah, mine's not doing that. It didn't do it for you? Nah. Man, got the new hotness, dog. It definitely did it for me. Nah, it's not doing it. My phone knows me, though. It knows what I say. Yeah, it automatically came up for me. <laughs> That's crazy. Why is that not doing that? What Are y'all both on the same high, uh, versions of a... Uh, I don't know. what. How I'm version. running a beta. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> I'm running a beta. I'm running beta nine three. Did you put lard ass in one word or two? One word. It didn't even let me finish. I got the lard. <laughs> lard. I feel like you've typed lard a more more than. No, nah, you must type Kardashian a lot because it's not it's not working for me. <laughs> Why 
was you must that that was a definite dig. I think it must, yeah, you must be yeah, you must be typing in. You talking about Kardashians and like sweet cigars or some shit, you know. <laughs> not even going front. I had a thing for Courtney. I did too. She's not bad. By no stretch of the imagination. She messing with Justin Bieber now though, so she's out. Really? Yeah, I heard yeah. that too. They're like a couple, couple. You know what? And that's not that never mind, because I have seen but I haven't investigated on why people were talking about it. But uh Bieber done slayed some good ones, man. Bieber definitely has he's, slayed. He's, yeah, like man, the, he's had some good he's ones. He's like the Derek Jeter of fucking music, man. Wait a minute, don't speak on him with Derek Jeter. Now, now you just getting out of hand. <laughs> Derek, they had, they put up uh, Derek Jeter's top nine and they put it on a baseball diamond. I seen that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a baseball diamond. I haven't seen that. Madonna though. Wasn't Madonna Who? in his in, in his Madonna? list? No, she didn't make the top nine. Okay, but I'm saying he was with her, though, right? Oh, he de- yeah, he hit that. Yeah, I got. I didn't see have this. nothing good to say. <laughs> I got to see this. Derek Jeter. I want to see it. And I want to. I want to read the names on the podcast. Oh, I want to see if I can pull this up. Yeah, Derek Jeter. Let me see if I can get it too. Nine. Sure. I'll try just nine. See what happens. What What are you typing in in your search? I just put Derek Jeter nine. That didn't work. Okay, uh, let me try Derek Jeter. Top nine. Top nine. Yeah, top nine. Top nine hoes. No, no I, I, man, it's not working. I want to see that shit. Dog. I, I want to see what the names are. I'm curious. I don't know Derek Jeter's sex life. I want to see. I want to see what these people are. Who these people are. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Was that Derek Jeter or A Rod who had Madonna? Which one? A Rod. A Rod. Okay, yeah. They probably both had. It. Right. So is it is it the A Rod top nine or is it Derek Jeter? No, it's no, it's Derek Jeter's top nine. It's definitely Derek Jeter. I got a list of the the top ten hottest women Derek Jeter has dated, but All it's right, not. So I found it. Oh, you found yeah. the baseball diamond? Dude, first off, uh, Twitter searches far better than Google search, and a lot of absolutely, lot of yeah, ab- yeah, hundred percent, it is. All right, so you got so, the baseball diamond picture? Fuck yeah! Okay, I'm, I, I just want to see the picture. Okay, you can read it. I, I, I'll let you surprise me with the right, with the name. Catcher. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> give him positions. As a uh, Minka Kelly. I don't know who that is. Designated oh, hitter. Nice. Designated hitter is Tyra Banks. Nice. First base is Jordana Brewster. Brewster. Nice. Second base, Adriana Lima. Very nice. Shortstop coming in for Scarlett Johansson. Really nice. Third base we have Vanessa Manillo. Very nice. Left field we have Mariah Carey. Bam. Center field we have Jessica Alba. Alba, excuse me. And in right field we have Jessica Biel. What? Hmm. Now you tell me. You tell me. Anybody that's got a better nine than my man DJ? I. And not to mention, his fiance is a current swimsuit supermodel too that comes from money that's got a compound in the Bahamas. And- I wonder if there's anybody who's like a celebrity who saw that and was like, I could top that. Or I, I could fuck with that. I wonder if there's anybody who's kind of like sitting there like, I think I could fuck with that. Yeah. Like, but is there anybody what? who you can think of who is like, I can name well, who, can who might have a comparable. Yes. Who was that? Who? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. He probably does that. Yeah, Cameron. Cameron. They had Cameron. He had Cameron Diaz too, right? He had a whole bunch. Okay. He had a group 
his when he first started making films, when he first started booming. I probably say I'm sorry to interrupt, but I would probably say Cameron Diaz. I I like Cameron Diaz, but I don't think she's fuck with any of them. Any of them oh, nine nah, 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 on nah. Darius Eaters though. Oh nah, so nah, nah, nah. She not. She I didn't. Think, no, I she think Leo probably. Leo probably got a. He probably got a hell of a roster. When they first started making movies, he had, his group was called the Pussy Pound. So. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, look it up, Leo Pussy Pound. It's a real thing. They did a big article in GQ about it. <laughs> hmm. He Interesting. Printed and in, in print. Printed and print. I wonder if there's like a black version of that, because like mostly, oh, the, like Derek Jeter's was like all white chicks, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, wasn't that all white chicks? Like, I wonder if there's anybody who's got like a, a well, Tyra Banks, yeah. but I wonder if there's anybody who's got like a a, a cold ass black roster, because that would be more interesting to me. Well, Drake, right? Drake, I'm, I mean, I bought his name up. I don't want to see you like said no Drake, fan, but he Drake been known to have some hitters too. Really? Yeah, yeah Drake done had some. He had a lot of strippers too. Right. Drake? Yeah, I'm like I don't really count strippers. I want I want to see like somebody who's like ragging up like bad black chicks. Like uh, I I would imagine I don't know the list, but I would imagine Lil Wayne's probably got like a yeah, a pretty strong a roster of black girls that he yeah. that he been with. Still mad he got what's her name? Uh, Lauren London. Nunu. Lauren London. Right, 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 right. I figure you can get Lauren London. I mean, shit, you're. You, you could pretty much just shoot shoot a dart shoot a dark and just, you know, hey, that's all we get. Yeah. Wayne's got a pretty impressive list too. That's a good we should we should we should put that on the list for things to find out. I bet Lil Wayne I bet Lil Wayne's probably got a pretty pretty good uh pretty good roster. Yeah. I'm out of school now, so I don't have shit else to do. Hey, <laughs> do you make it to the basketball court? Yeah. <laughs> but that would only give us five though. No, okay. Maybe I feel I like to do a football team. You like a rugby team. team. I feel like Lil Wayne's kind of ain't shit to the point where you could probably ask him on Twitter, like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> well, not, fill, give him like a blank basketball court, a baseball diamond thing, and like fill, fill in your names." The top nine, baby. Let me see what you got. You right. Probably got an impressive one. It's probably very impressive. I would imagine that'd be an interesting one. I like to see that. I'm gonna tell you another one. Jay Z probably has a pretty impressive one too. I saw an interesting list. Jay-Z reminded me of this. It was a list of the... I didn't actually finish the list because they... I hate when they put lists in, like, slideshows. Yeah. And then, like, it wasn't just the fact that it was a slideshow. It was the fact that, like... Okay, so the list was um, 20 celebrities who lost their virginity to other celebrities. I've seen that. BuzzFeed or something. Yeah, probably. And then, like... So... But the way the slideshow was set up, it would show one person... And then the other person, and then them together, yeah. and with some text on it. So like for each coupling, you had to go through like, like three slides, and it was like. So I, I didn't even make I it. I wouldn't even went through it. Yeah, I, I I got fed up pretty early. I didn't even get through it. But some of them were kind of interesting. But they were kind of like, um, like assumptions. Like so and so said that they were still a virgin, and they started dating this person, and then they didn't wear a purity ring anymore. So it was like they were kind of like assuming. But like it was still kind of interesting to read that. But it, the the thing you mentioned when you mentioned Jay Z, they put that Beyonce probably lost her virginity to Jay Z, yeah. and I gave that article heavy ass side eye yeah. at that point. <laughs> I was like, "Bitch, please!" Yeah, I'm not buying that. I'm gonna tell you something. Not that else. I think Beyonce is a whole beehive. I'm just saying because oh, yeah, we don't want right. We don't want them problems. I'm just saying, like, as far as my memory of celebrities, I feel like Beyonce started j- dating Jay Z. Well into her celebrity, so I feel like 
there's probably some people who probably smashed before she was famous. There are probably some people who smashed before he met, before she they met each other. So I don't know if I really buy that, but I'll yeah. tell you somebody else who I believe probably has a very impressive list: Justin Timberlake. Mm. Oh you yeah, know for sure he banged Britney, and he's got Jessica Biel now, which is a Jeter cast off. But I'm pretty sure his list is pretty, pretty good too. Could you handle that? Like, if you like, say, as like not even being Jay Z or Justin Timberlake as a regular nigga, right? Say you start dating a chick and you find out she smashed. Justin Timberlake in the past, can you rock with that? Like, like, can you? Are you cool with that, or or is that gonna fuck with you? Like, shit. Like, I could rock with it, but I'm gonna tell you what would probably be the problem that she would bring it up when she get mad or something. You know I mean? <laughs> Justin used to sing to me, and oh, if you don't go sit Yo, down somewhere, right? That's when you gotta really be in your square too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, Justin used to sing to me. <laughs> Bitch, I don't sing. You know, and that's like, um, you know, who's fine? Um, Babyface uh, wife. The, what's oh, name? Tracy Adams. Yeah. yeah. She and she cool. went, she been with Deion Sanders, Eddie Murphy. Like, yo. Like yeah, that. at some point, I don't know. Are, are they kind of used goods? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, but it, do you feel differently if you like, okay, so take your, your Babyface example. Are you gonna feel the same if you babyface? You you are an established legend. So are you gonna look like? Are you really gonna feel a way about who you say Eddie Murphy and who else? Mm, Deion Sanders and Deion Sanders. Like these are other people who are established in their field. Mm. So maybe you aren't gonna feel the same as if you regular Joe Blow nigga and found out that your chick smashed Listen, Eddie man. Murphy and Deion Sanders. If, if you like, you fought the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, if, you, like, if you Joe Blow, you just better be glad you was able to bag a piece like that. Right. Real. Like, real talk. Yeah, don't go through her phone or nothing. <laughs> right. right. Don't want to see Deion Sanders in that bitch, man. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> this nigga just going to dirty burn in your DMs? Like, you better, you better get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I guess to wrap up where we at? Yeah, we running kinda long. So to wrap up, let's talk about the um the head not sweet joint that we went to the other day. Yeah, I like to hear about this. Oh, I thought you was gonna talk. Alright, so uh <laughs> I'll, I'll interject. No, uh well I mean I mean shit. Uh I I don't well, really so yeah, long, why don't you lead the conversation? You you good at you good at yeah so starting the topic. Sweet, I, I like so to the head not sweet jump in. Like, and this is the first one I've been to, but it's been going on for a while. So the head not sweet is pretty much been an kind of event where you pretty much showcase local artists, local artists in there. And mostly it's guys just showcasing like beats and things. Well at least what I understand. Like you know, beats and things of that nature and so forth. So um, I wanted to go to the one recently because it was given, it was kind of given by a dude that I know. He was on our, uh, uh, Pat313, he was on our, the AR guy. He was on our podcast before. And the other guy's name, Filemouth, who was another producer here. And he was another, also on the podcast. He was also on the, po- the same podcast. And also a guy, his name is Peace of Mind, and he did a, uh, he released a beat tape this year called, uh, well, actually a couple of days ago, called Drum Addict, which I had the opportunity to be able to shoot his cover for him. So, you know, I wanted to hear, he was doing a set there, the guy Fama was doing a set, and then other stuff, and so, other people, so, I want to get a chance. So, 
you know, we find out the uh, the location of it and stuff, and it was uh, at I a... I feel s- like Art going through it right now. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> like, you had too much to drink? <laughs> no, I'm good. I got a banging headache, though. He, like, he was uh, thinking about his past decisions and shit. Man. I regret. So, it was uh, at a, I guess, an un- undisclosed location. So, you know, final location, and it was over in Eastern Market. And well, it ain't undisclosed anymore. Yeah, it was well, <laughs> Eastern Market, and so found the location. It was like you entered through the alley and shit. So I'm like, "What the fuck is this place?" I know Eastern Market, but some shit I'm just not familiar with it. Like twelve at night and shit. So go in, and it's like this atmosphere is so dope. It's really like it almost looked like Fight Club ish when you come in. It's like you know, uh, you know, you, you pay your entry, you get in, and you, and it's like. The most underground, it's like the most underground feeling I've ever been. It's almost like an underground club or some shit. And it's, you know, pretty much guys, you know, they got their uh, NPCs, they, you know, they all their equipment. They pretty much just, just showcasing their stuff. And so they had like pretty much like 20 minute sets or whatever of all of these guys. And man, those are the people that I wonder why. They're not bigger than they really are because it was like quality fucking music. Like a lot of it, it was, you could tell that a lot of the guys sample a lot of soul shit, like a lot of Motown shit and things that they just you get. And at one point, one of the DJs is up there. He was you know just playing a bunch of like Motown soul stuff and things of that nature. But man, the atmosphere is dope. I mean, it was. It's. I will say though, it's a it's a. I'm gonna say strange because that that sounds bad, but it's a it's a type of person, a type of people there. Like, a, I'll, I'll take it from here. Okay, uh, <laughs> he's 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 having a little hesitance. The most interesting aspect of it was the high level of whiteness. <laughs> this is, well, I didn't even I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that, that was definitely. Uh, uh, what were you talking about? The strange strange group of people there. But it was like not even just white people, but, but like. Like hippie, like white people. White. I mean, I don't know. That. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, the white people wouldn't even think. I mean, I mean, let's face it. You know, most a lot of underground music and things like that. It's, it seems to be that I've seen. You know, been to has always been mostly white white folks that I've been to. You know, and so that wasn't really told. That wasn't really the thing for me. It was just a. It was probably people that I would probably normally not hang out with just because, you know, it was, yeah, you had like the, the, it seemed like the kids that didn't get along with other folks. So they were like, you know, I don't know, man, it's hard to describe, man. <laughs> it was a cool vibe though, but it was just a real difference. And like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, the, the standard, none of these people were at, at a Jeezy concert. Oh, you wasn't worried about it getting shot up or anything. Absolutely not at all. No, absolutely not. I think I think what I I, I I oversimplified it by saying white people, but it wasn't the fact that there were a lot of white people there. It was kinda like, okay, so if you think about like good, really good, solid underground hip hop, do you think of white people? You don't. Like you 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 just don't. And like up in there it was like the vast majority of the people who did their sets was like white folks. A large portion of the crowd was white folks. And it was like, it wasn't even just white folks. It was like, uh, like hipster looking guys. Or it was like guy. it was like people who came in who looked like they like lived in London or some shit. Like it was like a, a very particular class of people. And this isn't a, 
like a knock to white people being there. It was just an interesting dynamic to hear. Uh, I mean, because me being real, like hip hop is that, that's some black people shit. So to hear such such good music and such hip hop from like white people who just love the music like that, it was a little jarring. Not jarring in a bad way, but like it was surprising. Like pleasantly like this is surprising. yes, it, it, it was it, pleasantly it, surprising. It, like there's a lot of really good music coming out of here. And coming out of like white people who are, I mean, yeah, granted they're, they're probably from Detroit, you know, or, or at least close by, like surrounding suburbs. But like, you don't think of white people when you think of that. So like, to see white folks intermingling with black folks who generally make music that is made for black folks, and to see them doing it so well and to love it so much, it was really like, it it was really refreshing because it was like they were in there making the music playing the music and then you had the fans and they were like not the fans because it wasn't like crowd or nothing like that but like the people who were there that were just the, to be there to observe they weren't performing or whatever like you could tell these people were really feeling it like they like this was all like straight hip-hop fans like people who you know love the music and they love the art form and it was like a large amount of white people there and it was like it was cool like man it was like it was dope to see like a lot of white people who were like really into it and who also are making it and making it really well in like the traditional sense like stick it to the music and stick it to everything that makes hip-hop what it is and like it was it was refreshing and but it was also jarring because it was kind of weird to like to to be up and like like you said it was like going into like some what what did you call it uh like yeah like going to a fight club like yeah like a hip-hop fight club but like a whole lot of white folks there and white folks who don't even look like they're even like like, if you were to see him, like, walking down the street, you wouldn't think, like, this is somebody who loves, like, real hip-hop. You would think this is somebody who likes, I don't know, fucking, I don't know, like James or Blake or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. That just but, lets like, you know about hip-hop, though. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it definitely just, exactly. It definitely dis- dispels the stereotype of what you think hip-hop is and, you know, and who listens to it and, and who makes it. And, you know, hell, two of my probably favorite hip-hop Beat tapes and it came out of the city has been from white dudes. Yeah, man, you know, they so, were dope. Dog. And, I mean, and, well, look at Alchemist, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it, it would seem like a Alchemist is a great example, and it seemed like a more I don't say grassroots of Alchemist. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, he's kind of made it. At this point. Yeah, it yeah. was it was it was definitely uh, it, it was it was cool as fuck though. I have it, I have no qualms about it. There's nothing Mm-mm. nothing bad at all. I could you know not at all say about it. I I guess one of the things I think I I I was thinking like why why don't we participate in in shit like this more? Why don't we know about shit like this more? And that was one of the the, the bigger things I was kind of thinking about. You know. Not that we should be out taking over shit, but you just wonder like why why are we like, hanging out at shit like this? Yeah, why aren't these rappers down there mining for beats? If these guys are making hot beats, like you know what I'm saying? Right. Instead of the regular whatever we're hearing, why y'all not down here getting some of this fire? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it was dope. I mean, it was it was some uh, some black dudes up there, you know, that did some stuff as well. But it was yeah. it was it was it was dope, though. It was dope as fuck. I, I definitely was. I'm glad I went out because I was out all day and I was like, fuck. I don't know if I'm going to make all this shit. Because it went from like, I think it went from 11 to 4. That w- that was the set time frame, but it didn't work that way. I'm certain that shit went past 4 because this sure as fuck didn't start at 11. What I didn't show up till, I didn't show up till, shit, probably like close to 1, if not after 1. 
And then, like, they had, like, an itinerary. And then, like, when I looked at the itinerary versus what time it was, they were probably, like, a smooth hour, hour and a half behind. So like, yeah, right. So I would imagine, I would imagine it ran past four o'clock. But uh, yeah, it, it was dope, man. I you know whenever I hear about you know any of the future ones, I definitely uh, post and shit. You know, what yeah, saying? definitely do that. I and do I think that. that's the thing too is like you know we don't don't we don't we don't share shit. You know what I mean? We, shit come up and you know, and you just don't know who 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 be receiving of one of the you know attendance like that. But it was dope as hell though. I like I say I, I think. It, that did that event didn't didn't change didn't change the fact of me knowing about you know white whites and uh, you know others are really into hip hop you know it, you know knowing the two guys that I you know had on the podcast and knowing them knowing that it's out here but to see the shit though man it was it was nuts and it was um, definitely uh, what are you gonna call it three what four twenty friendly. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that's hip hop too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 definitely. But it was dope as fuck, man. Um, and I was just, you know, this it's just kind of shocking that like that shit really happens in our city and shit. And, like people don't really know about that shit. Yeah, when I when I rolled up in there, um, when I went, uh, there was a time period from about 2008 to 2010 where I lived in California, and I moved back to Detroit in 2010. When I when I first moved back. I kind of got really into the local Detroit hip hop scene, and I would go to shit, shit kind of like what we went to, go to shit like that, and I would see the same thing. Like, but the thing we went to, the head not sweet joint was like basically like beats and shit, like playing like beat mixtapes, and th- th- these are the beats that we made. But I went to like a lot of uh, like open mics and shit like that, and like shit for like rapping, and. Again, a lot of times it would be a good mix of like white and black people, and like the white people would be dope. But you could tell like it wasn't just like like I don't know. It's it's a it's kind of hard to explain it, but it wasn't like you could tell it wasn't like white people who wanted to like get in on like a black fad and just like rap. It was like you could tell it was like white folks who like really love the music. Yeah, yes, who generally just love the music. They were spitting like they were dope, and I saw some of those same faces at that event. earlier this week and so like to put that in perspective that's five years so like over the course of five years these are guys who i guess have consistently gone to these type of events who have made this kind of music and they're still not really on and these people who are dope and it's like man it's it's crazy that like when you think of like white rappers it's like eminem and that's it and like there's a lot of dope white dudes here who who rap and who make beats and like it's like man, it's like really solid hip hop, and it it they don't get on, but they are faithful to what they do. They're at all these events, they put out all this music all the time. It's like free for the most part, and it's man, it's it's really solid. So it was really good to see that shit. But no knock against Eminem, he's a shit. Yeah. <laughs> now I can see how that could be a, a surreal feeling, you know, to know that you know, it really is. Yeah, like hip hop is supposed to be like a cultural thing. But it's actually bridging gaps too, where actually where hip hop is the culture, mm-hmm. you know. And no matter what walk of life you are, if you're a fan of hip hop, then that's that's what you are, you know. Then that you become that, you know, embedded in that type of situation. And hip hop is more than just the music too; it's a whole lifestyle. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's dope to to know that, like you said, like it that it crosses racial borders and shit like that. And then even more dope to realize that aside from like crossing racial borders that 
there are people who do this and they do it well. Like it's like dope, and like it's it's a statement to like what we were talking about before we started recording about like how there's like the local dudes who are on the radio and they make a music that's kind of like well it's not really what I want to hear. It's like just like. I don't know, radio shit that they know is going to get on. is all that politics and shit. Like, they do what they got to do to get their music played and all that. And it's like, eh, this is just like fluffer-ass bullshit. To see, like, these white dudes out here making shit that's, like, true to the form and shit, man, it's, it's really nice, man. So, like, I mean, you guys haven't heard, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm certain that you guys haven't heard, like, the entirety of our podcast, but... I can't speak for Otis, but I've spent a whole lot of podcast episodes ragging on white people like a motherfucker, man. Like I, I'll be going in, man, just just off the all kinds of different shit. But I've 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 made it a point to if we have a situation where um, white people are doing something that's fucked up, and I spend twenty or thirty minutes of the podcast just like ripping on them. I always make sure, not always, but there was one episode in particular where I made sure to point out that I don't, that I acknowledge the people who are not racist or the people who support the black movements. And in this case, I I, I wanted to make a point to to point out that like there's white people out here who are like doing this hip hop shit for real and they really live it and they love it and it's it's really good to see man so shout out to all of who participated in the head knock shout out yeah. to all my white folks all of yeah <laughs> shout out to all white people who love hip hop yeah it was dope uh, big shout out to uh, to Pat 313 he's definitely been a and file mouth yeah he's He's uh, definitely been a, a guy who's been pushing hip hop not just white hip hop but just hip hop you know in general in the city Pat's and, um, I'm sorry go ahead and, and I you know it's been a, a good thing he's been you know he's been Bringing up, you know, put them, putting guys, you know, uh, on to more popularity like File Mouth or Peace of Mind and all those, you know, saying cat. So, and if you if you go back and find the episode that we had Pat three on three and File Mouth on it, like Pat has a really good story, man. It's not like he tells we prompted him to tell his story of how he got into hip hop and and where he's gone from that time period. And he told stories about. Uh, what, what what did he say? He had like a a, a relative or something, and that met that helped introduce him to like Run DMC or some shit. Like it was. No, some, no, I don't want to say his pops, but yeah, I want to say that too. But I'm not 100 percent on it. But like he told like stories about like his adolescence and like uh running into people. I, I feel like he said like his pops did like security or some shit. Yeah. And like he 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 was backstage with like all kinds of like legendary hip hop artists and shit. So he told some great stories, man. And it, it's it's dope to see that, man. So yeah, it was it's definitely like as much as I rag on white folks on a podcast. Like I want I want to make sure to 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 give the shout outs where it's needed. And it, it's definitely the the hip hop presence in Detroit with white people, man. They they they're representing. They really are. So shout out to them. Nice. So yeah, any last words, gents? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get into the Odell Beckham. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, man, we don't got no time on this yeah. shit. We can talk about Odell Beckham, dog. It's all good. So. I ain't got nowhere to be. Um, Well, I have a wife I got to get home to. But. Yeah, I'm going to say, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I don't got to get up in the morning. Like She just hit me too. She's like, yo, what you, what's up? <laughs> yeah. So, we, can, we can talk about Odell Beckham, though. Yeah, yeah. Exactly with Odell. So, basically, he got into... I play football shit. You know, he's battling, you know, 
but going against uh, I forget the guy from the Panthers, Josh uh, Norman. Josh Norman, and you know, you know, it gets it gets. I, I know it gets heated as, as just competition. You know, what I'm saying they're going back and forth, and I guess it was some altercation where you know they Norman. It, I want to say kind of pushed off of him crazy or some something like that, and he ran across and did some crazy fucking like head butter, some crazy shit, and so forth. So. It's, it's, it's a small story when it really, really comes down to it. But I think it's a bigger story of just, one, the league just not following through with punishing guys that are, like, endangering other guys. And then, you know, it was the whole – and then it was another, like, back backlash of, you know, homophobic slurs and all this other shit. I don't know. I think, Anthony, you might know more about it than I actually do. But Yeah, I think that uh – to justify what he did, Odell said that uh, the Panthers threatened his career, number one, and that Josh Norman, in particular, used a homophobic slur against him. So it was like he was looking for a reason. Well, that was the reason I went batshit and <laughs> threw my helmet into his into his helmet. And I don't know if it, it to me it sounds like you're just trying to find a way to justify. You doing a bonehead play? I mean, I, it was bonehead. At the end of the day, like you don't you don't jeopardize not only your income but somebody else's income. I'm all for competition, and I'm probably one of the most fanatic guys you meet. But I don't, I wouldn't want to end nobody's career, right? Just because he was getting the best of me for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Like that was yeah. crazy. Man. And I, I don't get how the whole jeopardizing career. Like I don't, I didn't. There was nothing in the game where I felt that his career could have been jeopardized. Yeah, like, I don't. I didn't see it either. It's just for the first half of the game, Josh Norman locked him down, and he didn't get in catches. He didn't get to do that stupid dance in the in the end zone. Cause he, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so you mad about that? So you couldn't do the nay nay in the in the end zone? So now you mad? Like. Come on, man! You making a bunch of money to play a game? You know what I'm saying? Don't, but but don't jeopardize not only what how you eat, but don't jeopardize another man's right means to make a living either. Right, and that's that's basically all I had to say about it. Uh, I I got a question though. I want to I want to touch on the gay shit pause um, because like. I, I don't know if they're interconnected, but I've seen, like, over the course of the past, like, two days or so, like, random tweets and Facebook shit about um, black guys and being gay and, like, uh, something about um, a real black man ain't being gay or not a real black man wouldn't be gay. Something like that. I, I And I, I saw them, like, interspersed throughout social media. And now that you talking about you talking about... Uh, Beckham said that somebody said that about him. It makes me wonder if the the things are related. So I'm wondering, like, is there? Because I don't know. Is there some kind of rumor that he's gay? Like, I I don't know. I mean, well, obviously I, he has weird hair, but I mean, I don't know. Is the, is that a thing? Like, are, are people talking like he might be gay? No, I don't know if it's a thing. I've heard, you know, maybe a spattering of it, but nothing where they were like, uh, you know, he might be. I haven't heard it, so that's why. Okay, I, I was I was wondering if the things were connected. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know if that was a thing. Like, oh, we, he might be gay because yeah, I, I saw. Because no, I actually no, I saw like a. It wasn't a meme, but it was like a, a a screenshot post of somebody else, some other football player with it with no shirt on, and then it was like it was like three consecutive screenshots, right? 
So the, the first one was like some some player with no shirt on, and they were on the field like after a game or something like that. One player had no shirt on, and Beckham was like behind him. And then I guess the player dropped something or something. He's bending over to pick him up and pick whatever it is up. And then there's like a like an arrow going from like Beckham's eyes to the guy, and it's, well, it's, it, it's, they make it look like Beckham's looking at his ass when video, he picks it up. It's a video of that scene. Okay, so so and, what is that? And, and basically, you see the guy like bending out, stretching or some shit, and you see Beckham kind of look. Oh, he's down. stretching. Okay, he's like stretching, I think, or some shit, and you see Beckham kind of like look down, and it's almost like he just shakes his head, like like a. Ooh, that's a fat ass. No. Yeah, like that, that was uh, apparently how, how it was supposed to, you know what I'm saying. Look, there's been some couple other things. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's a case of you're always being filmed, you're always pictures being taken, and they catch you at moments. You right, know? they yeah, can so play however they want. I mean, that could have been construed in any way. Right. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I think that if it is, you know, if he is, that's his thing, but I don't think that should, you know, Take away from him as a player, you know what I'm saying? If if that's a, you know if he is that you know he's never came out and admitted anything like that, but I don't. But think you that- can't though, like it's an NFL player, you just can't. And yeah, I, 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 I don't think you can. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've always player. found that I've always found that very intriguing because right, like right now in 2015, almost 16, we are in a place where we're trying to help gay people feel more accepted and. There's like people who are coming out all over the place. Like you got uh, who just came out the other day? Um, the referee for the NBA? No, 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 no. It was um, shit. It's news to me. Whoever it is. No, I, it wasn't anybody like overly famous or I something like that. Like the 49ers that came out or something like that. Like I can't remember what it was, but like player, I haven't heard. It. No, I don't think it was an athlete. I thought Alden Smith was gay. For the 49ers. He's a drunk. Oh, okay. He got his own affliction. I don't think you could come out. Well, you should be able to. Let me just preface with that. And you shouldn't have backlash. But we know the times we live in and things like that. I don't think you would come out and, and not be a good player. Like, you had uh homeboy from... Uh, that went Michael to the Sam. Michael Sam. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't just a shitty player. Yeah. It had to do, nothing to do with him being gay. He just couldn't play. He couldn't play the game of football at at an NFL level. But so, didn't he? But didn't he lead the league in sacks in the preseason though? Like yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's preseason, preseason too. Yeah, but yeah, still, but, but are you shitty if you lead the league in sacks in the preseason? And like he was a defensive player of the year in the Big Twelve. But I mean, I don't think he lost uh, a loss out on him being on the NBA t- NFL team because he was gay though. Yeah, I, he was on a loaded squad too. I mean, yeah, I think in the right situation that probably, might be more into. I mean, it, yeah, he, even in the right situation, he probably could have been good. And I think going in Dallas, I mean, shit, if you can have fucking uh, the the dude that beat up his chick, you know, play, but he's good <laughs> though. That's the, that's my thing. Well, and that's the thing about with sports, like there are different levels of acceptance for players depending on how valuable you are to a team. That and that's exactly the point that I was trying to get at is whatever it was that I was thinking of whoever came out or whatever. But it, it's it's interesting to me that right now we live in an age where people are celebrities or whatever are coming out with I'm gay or I got AIDS or whatever, and we're working to being in a a world slash community where we are accepting these people as just like everyone else, which they should be, and. But for some reason, in sports, it's still very, very taboo. 
And it's crazy to think that, okay, so now we're realizing that there's way more people who are gay. Like, everybody probably got, I think chances are, all, everybody in this room, even if you don't, even if you don't know, you probably know somebody who's gay. So, like, we know, we know right now that the world as it is, there's a larger gay population than we probably would have thought 10, 15 years ago. It's crazy to think that no athletes or rappers are gay. Yeah, like it's like, the so rappers. like the gay community is exclusive to like non athletes and rappers. Yeah. So like for like take Odell Beckham for instance, say if he was gay, like why is it so crazy to think that an NFL player or NBA player or a rapper might be gay? Like it's it's to me it's naive to think that none of these guys are gay. So yeah. it's interesting that these guys still feel like they can't come out, and there's still a stigma against like athletes or rappers or uh, actually to be more specific, black men. Being gay, like that's like a thing. That's still like a thing. Like you, if for some reason you just can't be a black man and be gay. Like it's it's like a it's. Well, I don't know. It's that, frowned upon still, and it's like even well, in an era Atlanta. where it's <laughs> <laughs> even the era where it's it's more generally more accepted than it was. People are still acting like it's crazy. Like like if Odell Beckham was gay, he probably justifiably feels like he can't admit it because. He would be like completely, yeah, ostracized. The perfect word. He'd be completely ostracized yeah. in a world where, in general, if you come out as gay, people are going to support you. Like you come out, like you look at somebody like Caitlyn Jenner. Like largely, that was supported. Like I mean, yeah, you got people who were mad about it, but like largely that was supported. You got a lot of people who are saying like, oh, Bruce Jenner should have the right to do this, and this is how he was born, and he wants to be. You know, they're going to be people who are going to say like this is this is okay but for some reason if you're an athlete or a rapper it's just like not acceptable yeah we know the law averages just don't support it doesn't support it at all it's not we know I, that i think yeah i i, I think though like there's probably a whole gang of athletes and rappers that are gay oh, who yeah. still feel like there's no possible way they can come out and that's I don't. I don't have any real commentary on it, but I find it interesting because I know well, there's gotta, no way that yeah, they're like all straight. Yeah, like said, <laughs> the law there's no just way. This. Yeah, like, the law like you gotta, just you gotta, mathematically it's just not possible. You got to look at Odell, Odell Beckham. You got to look at him. He's building himself as a brand, you know. And once the the cat is out the bag on him, if if that's the case, not saying that that is the case. In fact, but let's say if it was the case. Then that's going to mess that's him up. up. His brand, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's going to mess him up, though. No, it would. No, it would. It would. That would mess him up. It would. Sponsorship. I don't. I think he would gain him. Actually, no, no. Nah. He wouldn't get. He that would. Support. He would lose more than he would gain. I don't think so. I think so. he. No, think absolutely. So. We're split right down the middle on this. Yeah, thing. I don't but think so. It's either. because it's because of the fact that like it's just not accepted among a combination of black men and athletes. He's like fighting so. against it, like. He he would get it just wouldn't work out because like you look at like the average football fan and shit you're talking about like manly man like oh like right. you you look at the people who are largely probably homophobic and then you look at the black community the black community is insanely homophobic like I don't see any right. way if he would have come out I, I I feel like that will fuck him it will fuck him up right. like it would work out you gotta look at who embraced him the most like I think like the African American diaspora. Would you know gravitate to Odell Beckham more so than like any other race or group or whatever? So I think that like as far as his fans, I think like African Americans support him the most, 
And if he was to come out that way, then he would lose a lot of support in that in that fashion. It's not like he was like a guy that was like not no disrespect to um, Russell Wilson, but if he was like a clean cut guy, kind of like that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Who like all kind of races embrace him. You know, I think it would be different for him if he came out. So like it said that. Not saying say, that he is. But I think it would be marginally different, different, but I do think it would be so different. Then, how would it be for a, a white boy? Would it be easier for a white boy to do it? Yeah. Like, like easier, point, but Caitlyn still Jenner, not like, I, easier, but still not okay. Caitlin like, Jenner's not like, Bruce Jenner. Yeah. Caitlyn, they're not current athletes. I and think I'm it's stop like calling them Caitlyn because that's Bruce. Caitlyn Bruce, whatever, <laughs> like, like whatever, whatever you want to go by. I, I, I'm not here to argue that. Mm-hmm. But like whatever, whatever you want to call on him, her, whatever. Right. It the fact of the matter is that he, she. Caitlyn Jenner is not a current athlete. If, if Caitlyn Jenner would have came out when he won his Olympic medal in, you know, the eighties, yeah, well, that'd have been ball that game back been then. Issue. You know, no, I think that would have been, been an issue to me. Both. That would have been way more courageous than yeah. him doing it as a really reality. TV. I mean, I don't. I, I but the don't the, think the difference is the racial component because black people are the the black community is insanely homophobic. homophobic. So like it, that, the difference is the racial component. Yeah. So like, it's not really like. Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner's as a former athlete versus now. It's about the. It really is about the white black thing. Like it, it, you can't like as a black as a black person. That's so, the community is so homophobic. Like you can't come out with that and not be not experience a backlash. I mean, I think you're gonna you're gonna experience backlash no matter what. It's always gonna be you, yeah, you will. Obviously. But I, I mean, and I think as a as a African American, you're gonna experience a lot more backlash, and we've seen it. I mean. You know, you have Caitlyn Jenner, you know, do what they do. And then, you know, you have other actors like the actress from uh, uh, Orange is New Black. Right. You know, she doesn't catch it as much, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, maybe she's not as big. But, you know, I would I would damn near believe that she, her struggle as an African-American man going to a woman has probably been a lot greater than Caitlyn Jenner or Bruce Jenner or whatever, you know, but I just don't, I don't see, I don't see the backlash of him. I think if he wasn't a a good player, then I think it would hit him a lot more, but Beckham is a great player. And I think that people would accept him a lot more because he's a good player. I think it really has to do with skill. If he was an ancient player like homeboy that, you know, it would just take him out. But I don't think he would, I don't know if he would totally lose because I think now companies are embracing the fact that homosexuality, you know, uh, has fans and, you know, it's going to, it's going to sell. Like, I don't know for certain how many, uh, uh, gay men or, you know, or lesbian women have gotten huge endorsement deals any of that, but I don't know if that would just, I don't think, I don't think it would totally hurt him that much though. But I think if, if he would really want to come out, he would have just came out by now. Well, I I don't, I don't think there's no basis to it, but I don't know. I don't think I don't think he would I don't think he would do it. And if I mean, it's even all, if it's I was, I'll be void if he's straight. In the if, right. we, we well, yeah, but it's still it's still a, it's, it's still a relevant topic though. Like I think like oh, if he if he now. I feel like if he if he was to, if I were like his advisor, I would almost say like don't do it. Like just keep your sexuality to yourself. Don't talk about it, and just keep moving forward. Because I don't think that. In 2015, that as a black community, that we're comfortable enough with having a 
gay black superstar wide receiver. Like I, it's I just feel like it just wouldn't work out. And it's kind of shitty because it's almost diminished. it's very it's, shitty. It, 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 it diminishes them being a successful black man to his sexuality, right. and it has and it has nothing. I just to do think we with, it is. Oh no, I, I, I agree. We with just ain't reached that point yeah, yet. And, 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 and yeah, I don't think the community has. Um, and I don't know at what point it will, but. I think if he was to come out, I, I don't, I don't see the backlash being. I mean, one of those. Okay, now we, you know, we know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing too. Like, there's nothing wrong with being homophobic. That's just a matter of opinions. You know what I mean? Like, there's people who are homosexual, then there's people who are homophobic too. So, like, I don't see like the hate and all that. It's just a matter of preference, you know. But at the same time, as long as there's no hate, you can't take you can't take away from like. There's hate that's his, inherent in being homophobic, though. Like, well, there's, there's, homophobic it's, it's, has never been. A, I've never heard homophobic used in a good in a good way. Well, yeah, like, like, well what I mean, always been like a disdain or a right, right. Well, let me let me let me back up. Then let me say this. Then like, there's always opinion. Who's opinion is what everybody has. You know what I mean. But as long as you're not out hurting somebody, now when you turn that into a hate crime, then there's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that you don't accept somebody's lifestyle. You don't. You don't vibe with that lifestyle. Well, yeah, but I think if, 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 you know, if you are, are, are a person who doesn't uh, agree with his sexual preference and you say, well, fuck him, fuck his his accolades in football. Th- that's different. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah. it's like, well, damn, you only hating it because, right. because he, you know what I'm part. saying? And I think, you know, you could have, you would have certain people, Christians or any other, you know, folks who may dislike him because of that. And I'm yeah. thinking like, well... He still scores. He right. still he still that can't that can't act, take away from him catching it the pass. But you know? <laughs> I think when you you know for people that you know may not you know care for his preference, right? You know they go down that slope and say, well, yeah. no, nah, and that's and that's wrong. Because I'm not watching the Giants because they have a, a homosexual player. Like man, yeah. they have probably a few you just don't know of. So are you just right. that? Are you not right. watching because you know it, or are you, you you're excusing you, or you're ignoring the fact that it's possibly you know what I'm saying many others. Or whatever. So, so right. um, I guess this this is a weird time to bring it up because the podcast has been running kind of long. But I've actually kind of wanted to talk about this, or I've I've wondered about it on my own. Like, and I kind of I'm not really sure where I stand on it. But what do you, man? This is, I feel like this kind. Of, I feel like this topic is about to be some shit. How I'm do you on the table this one? <laughs> Nah, I, I like the fact that we no because the, ended on a cliffhanger. <laughs> well, the only reason I don't want to do that is because we got four people, and we typically don't have four people. So it's like if we if I save it for later, it'll just be me and Otis talking about it. So I like the idea of getting four opinions on it. Okay, but like so the whole thing about Caitlyn Jenner winning Woman of the Year, where do you stand on that? I was dead set against it. I thought, especially um, <clears throat> at the ESPYS. And I'll use that as my example because there was a woman that didn't even get any TV time. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they named Caitlyn, you know, Woman of the Year or whatever they did. But there was a woman that served in the Army mm-hmm. that lost her arm uh, in an ambush in Afghanistan or Iraq, one of the two. Um, she had recently been married. So they rushed her back to the hospital. And they said, my arm, you know, my arm's missing. My wedding ring was on that hand. Her troops, her platoon, went back to retrieve her arm. 
Um, they the ESPYS did give her an award, but it was a non televised award. Mm-hmm. To me, I mean that's you talking about somebody that risked their life for this country for Caitlyn to be able to have the ability to make the choices she made. I don't I don't think what she did speaking about Caitlyn was that right. ostentatious that she should win Woman of the Year. I thought that was more publicity than anything. Yeah. Yeah, where where do you before? Uh, sorry, all right, I'm, I'm I'm gonna let you go next. But like, um, a lot of the controversy from it is the idea of people who go like, how did a man win Woman of the Year? And like in your explanation, you referred to you consistently said Caitlyn Jenner, her, she used all female pronouns. So like, I think a part of that conversation too revolves around. Do you look at Caitlyn Jenner as a woman, or do you look at her as? Do you look at this as Bruce Jenner? Well, first before I look at, to me, I don't, I don't agree with what she did. Um, But this is American. As in changing genders, changing her gender, that was her choice. I mean, that was something that she felt strongly about, and more power to her. Do I think that she needs to be recognized for that? No, I don't. I don't think it's that earth shattering that you need to be recognized she wasn't the and to me the people that should be more up in arms are the other transgenders that did it before her mm-hmm. that did it without any type of accolades it just did it you know what I'm saying and faced all type of scrutiny and ridicule for doing it I don't think that she deserves any type of because she had an easy role she was you know she was on TV you know and it was rumored for a long time they made a joke about it on the Simpsons probably Five, six years <laughs> they ago. did. They right. did. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like it was a big deal when she said, "Oh, I'm gonna be a woman." Like everybody, like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we right. knew that. We knew that already." Yeah, so I don't see, I don't see where she gets the accolades. Right. You know, you did it. Whatever. Go live your life. Do your thing. But I don't think you deserve to be patted on the back for doing. Right. You didn't mm-hmm. do anything special in my mind. Yeah. Well, my my thing is that I feel like that's disrespectful to women. You know, period, because for the simple fact you call a man a woman of the year, I'm going to just call it what it is. You know, you call a man a woman of the year. What about all the women who have great accomplishments? You know, what about the women who are out here every day, you know, being in their skin and comfortable to the fact of who they are, raising children by themselves, you know, going against all these uh, male chauvinists in business and all that stuff and fighting through it and and still maintaining, you know what I mean, and doing those type of things. I mean, I know these are not the women who are up for ESPY awards, but I'm I'm just saying, you know, you call this man... You call this man the woman of the year for just getting a sex change operation. I mean, there's some bravery in it. Don't, don't get me the, wrong. I don't, think he, I don't think he got the uh, operation. <laughs> Yo, that's even. I, 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 I thought he did. Bitch. I, I Yo, think the dick's so, so, dick so, still like, swinging. Even still, like, the so, dick's still swinging. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, like, even still, like, <laughs> how you, you know, like, I mean, you call this, you call him a woman of the year. I mean, like, what about the the real the the women out here? You know, what I mean, that doesn't change your chromosomes because you know you get these hormone pills or whatever. You know, you're not a woman. I mean, you could be, you know, you can present yourself as one, but at the end of the day, especially if you ain't get the sex change, you know, you still, <laughs> you know, you still got the mechanics of a man. But you know, to you know, to me, that's just not. That's that's not where it's at to say that. So I I feel like you know no knock against 
uh, Bruce Jenner for doing what he did, but I don't think he should have been, in my opinion, I would have never gave him woman of the year. When I see so many women doing what they need to do and and going above and beyond, you know, even doing the the roles of men, you know, I don't don't see that. I'll even add this. If if the LGBT community, if they had an award and they wanted to give him an award for bringing uh, light to their cause in their situation, then that's fine. But to giving the woman at the ESPYs... Right, at the I, that's sports. I, that's sports yeah, related. I, right? I said not to mention that Bruce Jenner ain't played sports in... Since <laughs> 1976. So I, I didn't understand that. I, but, but, like, I had a professor for um, my management class, and she said, well, if you have a question, the first thing you need to ask yourself is... The, well, the first thing you need to do is follow the money. And the ESPYs probably got a huge ratings bump. Mm-hmm. They probably got, were able to secure advertiser dollars for, you know, oh, we're going to make this announcement with Caitlyn Jenner. It's going to be the first time. Mm-hmm. So it was money. It was fueled by money, and it was it just it was a publicity stunt. Right. And I think, that, I think that's wrong. I think that cheapens the award, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that still that move still drives capitalism too, you know, because a lot of the um, dollars, you know, are intermingled with you know a lot of different situations pertaining to the what do you call it the L L B whatever that, that is. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> I don't know the, the initials for it, but you know I just think that that was a publicity stunt and it was it it had no real teeth in that you know it had no teeth in that. So, you know, at the end of the day, I just think that was just a publicity stunt and it was more for marketing dollars than the whole uh, reward of actually being the woman of the year. Yeah, I think if if, if Bruce was, was, was any random black sports celebrity who, who turned, you know, uh, who wanted to, you know, go... Uh, as a woman, it wouldn't. It won. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. He he wouldn't have got that award, you know. And I think is, I think it's insulting to actual women right. who you know, like you guys have said, you know, who who's lived the the life of you know of of, of a woman fully and have dealt with you know being haggled on the streets and you know childbirth and you know abuse and you know abortions and you know all of these things that a natural woman you know deals with and to to give it to to that person I think was fucked up and I don't think that was you know in no way shape or form supposed to happen and <laughs> and like you say publicity stunts you know marketing all of that they probably got tons of ratings but you know they 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 potentially not potentially they did you know, take away from potential women who were more deserving of that. And I don't think, you know, there's nothing about Bruce Jenner changing over that that exemplifies any of the year <laughs> award. <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. You know, right. person, woman, uh, transgender, ex Olympian, Wheaties box. Most people didn't even know. No, most a lot of people probably didn't even realize that he won that many years ago. I mean, it was so long ago. There's such an age gap. There's a generation that has no idea 
of the awards that he probably won, the award that he won, and he was right. an athlete even in the seventies. Yeah, he's just know? keeping up with the Kardashian father. Like, yeah, yeah like right, that was his claim right. to yeah. fame. Was, you know, me related to the you know, and, that, and really, right. And that's who I would have gave the woman of the year to his wife, Chris Jenner, for putting up with that, putting up with him. You know, so yeah, I, I think that was like a huge insult, and you know, I, I would never acknowledge the fact that he was the winner of, of that or whatever. That I think that was just so so fucked up. You know, yeah, it's twisted. You man. know, and, and like I said, and I think for you know, you have. I mean, just thinking of other black men who've changed a woman, things of that nature. You have other ones who've had a, such a, a much probably a harder struggle with that transition and hate and the, all of those things, you know, and, and this has nothing to do with, you know, my beliefs or whether I think it's wrong or right. I just don't think that there's no way that that person was supposed to, you know, supposed to win that by no means. I mean, and I don't know. I just, it's just, it, it, it should just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I really feel like that that was a fucked up move, Doug. It seems like we're kind of in agreement with well, yeah, yeah, no, no. I kind of, I kind of stand in the same way, so and I think like, like the say like Kaden was your girl or something. <laughs> no, like, no, I, 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 no, I, 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 the thing about it that sticks with me is the idea that if you are opposed to it, people want to jump on you as like being anti-trans, whatever. Like, like you're somehow opposed to changing from not changing from man to woman, but what you know, all the. All the technical terms that people act like we should all know, like they're common knowledge, but they're really not. But like whatever the case is, like if you say like I think that a man, if you say the the blatant phrase a man shouldn't win woman a year, and you just leave it at that, people are gonna be like, oh well, you can't call her a man because uh, she was always a woman on the inside, and you know, uh, and it turns into this whole kind of like transphobic kind of thing, and. It doesn't. It it shies away from the idea of the fact that when you really look at the facts and the situation, are you really the woman of the year? If you if your sole accomplishment is saying I'm going to have a sex change, <laughs> right? Like is that like and, and yeah, again like, the sex change didn't actually like, happen. Right. So like if you say like if if your whole thing is like hey I'm a famous person I'm a famous man. And now I'm going to be a famous woman. Is that so courageous that it overshadows what... uh, uh, Here's a a good way of putting it. Take the gender gender switch aside. Like, ignore that part of it. So if you say... Let's just say Caitlyn Jenner was a woman the whole time. Like, and look at her actual accomplishments. And say, okay... What did Caitlyn Jenner do in 2015 or 2014, whatever the fuck it was? The whole thing, only accomplishment that you could say is that they had the courage to uh, make this transition. Does that outweigh, like, like the story that you told? You know about what people, what women have done that are incredibly way more courageous and and brave and just inspiring all that shit that all that is overshadowed by a celebrity saying I'm going to I'm going to be a woman now and, and and the fact that you can't even really make that point without somebody hitting you with this transphobic shit cuz it's not saying that isn't isn't the same thing as being opposed to what Caitlyn Jenner did like saying that 
the story that you told, saying that I feel like this woman, as a natural born woman with these accomplishments, even throw away throw away natural born woman, a woman that did this 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 and this is more deserving of woman of the year than someone who just decided they were gonna be someone else or even if you say be truer to themselves and be a woman now like to say that that one is better than the other is the same thing as having some sort of phobia or or anti-trans thing like the, the the things aren't the same like you can't make that connection it's a slippery slope like you can't i don't know i, I don't understand why you can't say i think this woman is more deserving of this award than caitlin jenner and some and and also be transphobic. Like the the two things are the yeah, same. Like you could just say this this woman's more deserving. It has nothing to do with yeah, whether or not this this change is relevant or not. It has nothing to do with the change. Like you say, like Bruce Jenner can do whatever he wants. Caitlyn Jenner can do whatever she wants. It has nothing to do with whether or not I feel like the change is valid or whether or not it sits with my moral compass or any of that kind of shit. It has to do with the fact that if that's your sole accomplishment, a bazillion other people have done that same shit. Like, the only reason you got props for that is because you fucking on, on E. Like, what the, what the fuck? Like, right. that's really not an accomplishment. Yeah, I, like, it's... I don't... You know, it's like, you're... you're, you're to me, that's less courageous. It, I don't know if it's right, like... It's easier it's, for it's, you. If right. it, you're coming out saying you've been this way all this time, but you haven't done anything in your... Before the change to show that you were this woman... So you've been this woman in hiding all this time. Meanwhile, you've had women who've been women since whenever they've been women, and they've done all these things, and so fought in a war, and lost you, an arm, and, and you right. and you come out, you come out, and I don't know. I, I, I had this 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 yeah. uh, stupid comparison in my head, and I want to say it, it might be stupid, but it's like oh, we'll let you know. Yeah, you have like <laughs> you have like cop of the year, and you have a cop who's been a cop, and you come out. Two days after the award's gonna come out, you say, "Yeah, I'm a cop," and then you give it to him. Like, why the yeah. fuck you get the award? Yeah. Like, you ain't even been this. Like, I you haven't. You know, I'll give you even better. I've eaten meat my whole life. If I wake up tomorrow and say I'm gonna be a vegan, now you and fucking it, vegan, vegan of the year. Wait, what? <laughs> I've lived this. I've been a vegan. I've lived this private vegan life all this time, and now I'm coming out. And now I've been fighting these damn battles. I've been throwing. I've been throwing blood on meats and shit. Fucking chicken all these years, and now I gotta, you know, I, I, I you know, like, all right, it, it just it don't add up. Like, you right. can put it in any other type of situation, and no, and we laugh at it, but in any other situation, it just sounds silly, and that's how silly it sounds to me. And, and the and, bottom line is that you can be, uh, you can be a person who, who came out, of, who not came out of closet, but you can be a person who, uh, publicly announce their their change and simultaneously there can also be somebody who did something else and one accomplishment can be better than the other it doesn't devalue Caitlyn Jenner to say that who the story that you told that that person is more deserving it doesn't devalue what Caitlyn Jenner did like you could say like okay it was brave to come out and be you know as Bruce Jenner to come out and and do what you did you could say that that was brave it doesn't devalue what what happened with Caitlyn Jenner to say that I think this other person is more deserving. But people act like if you say that, 
then somehow you hate transphobic yeah, so people. You, you hate trans people or some shit. Like no, right. Well, yeah. Right. Well, here's that's the classic the, the classic scenario about that where they they gonna always pull out that card if you disagree. Oh, you you know you're homophobic or you're tra- you know whatever. But that's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, okay, some some artist makes this song. Everybody likes it. Then all of a sudden you say, well, I don't like the song. Oh, you a hater. No, right. I, I'm it, not. Yeah, it actually, I just don't like the song. Right, you know that's, what I'm a, like? that's a that goes back to our rap discussion earlier. Yeah, yeah it's a it's I mean, a so simplified version of kind of the same you, idea. Right, you can easily say I feel that that's gonna always be the argument. And Ar- even then, Ar- it don't shit. make that song whack. It just means you don't like, or it, it don't even mean yeah. like you don't like that song. It just means that you like think this other song more. is better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like her story more than. This story, right? You know whether I just disagree as far as the makeup of it. That's another story. But I like this far, and that has a far better story. The chicken army, uh, our forces, whoever, whoever, when she was in, more than that. I mean, I have far more disagreements in it. In it, but it's so many reasons on why that's such a bad decision to make. You know, him the woman of the year. You know what I mean? The there's so many arguments that you can... The woman of the year just just sucks it for me. That's an oxymoron. Yeah, like, that's right. a, I, like, and then, and then like, And then, like, for you, like, given people who might listen to this, they would... Immediately, they're going to hit you with, like, transphobic this and that because you keep saying Bruce Jenner and he and this and that. So, like, you can't even say... Bruce Jenner did this or he did that. They're like, oh, he's a woman now. They already feel, already, already feel you feel. They so already feel like from, you you on the it's, you it's, on the wrong side of the fence. Well, you know what? I got a thing about. He like fuck the <laughs> right, right. <laughs> kind of, kind of, sorta. I am. It's like about that. to come out. You right. know what, B? Kinda, I think <laughs> like kind of, sorta. I am like that a little. I call bit you son because you shine like one. The, the thing about it, <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing about that to me is that. You're there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me here. I'm already the Hulk now. No more Bruce Banner. Nah, but <laughs> it's like for real. Like when you look at it, there's so many people out here. Like okay, there's Bruce Jenner. Okay, and okay, maybe I may not say Caitlyn. I don't. Maybe I don't accept it. But at the same time, that's what I know him as. And you can say okay, well, you you may be this and that, but my opinion is my opinion. You know, and I and at the end of the day, I don't have anything against anybody, you know, whatever preference they choose as their lifestyle. But at the same time, I'm going to use this case right here. Like people look at drug dealers and they say, oh, drug dealers are bad. You know, they go and they kill people and they sell people cocaine and they kill themselves off it or whatever. OK, but that's that person's lifestyle. You know what I mean? So it, whether you choose to be, you know, transgender, gay, lesbian, whatever, that's your lifestyle. So what makes one lifestyle better than the other? It's just a lifestyle preference. It's a lifestyle choice. You know, okay, maybe you may not, you know, go and sell drugs or whatever. You may choose to live your life a different way, but that's a lifestyle choice. So who's to say one lifestyle is better than the other? It's just a matter of opinion or preference. You know, I don't agree with somebody who's being detrimental to society, you know, and so the drug dealer thing, I, I get it. I understand. And I, you know, I, I, I don't really necessarily say I understand the, the gate thing or whatever, you know, but that's not my lane. It's not for me to understand, you know, but I do say that, you know, you're a human being. So I respect you as such. You know what I'm saying? That's the only the, that's the point I'm trying to make. So right, right, at yeah. the end of the day, so if you anybody come at me with that or you know, I understand what's real and I understand what's real to me. You know, so that's a big difference. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's, it's a real interesting topic because we we're hitting a phase right now where it's like you can you got to really watch what you say to not catch a crazy backlash, right? And it, I think oh, a lot a large part of the problem is that a lot of people don't understand that, like, say if you somebody who like a big LGBT supporter or a big mm-hmm. trans supporter or whatever, like you you know that life and that terminology. And I think a, a large part of the problem is that they don't understand or accept the fact that for a large part of the population, that's kind of new to people. Mm. So, like, a lot of people don't really know. So, like, a lot of times, like, you can look at somebody who's ignorant and you can look at it as an, as an insult. But people being ignorant to trans terms or gay terms or whatever like that or, or how these people live their lives or whatever, right. it doesn't mean that they hate that they're hateful. Right. It just means that they just don't know. So your job is to educate them, not to chide them like, oh, you don't know shit. You're just hateful. Like, right. no, like, okay, if you feel like that person doesn't know what the fuck's going on, educate them. Let them know, like, this is really what's going on. This is how this person lives. And help them understand what's going on in that trans person's mind or body to help th- to help that other person understand what's really going on. Don't just right. be like, oh, you don't know what that is. You, you're you just hateful. Like, that's not... These things aren't common knowledge right now. Like, this is a this is a, a, a branch of people and a, a lifestyle that's new to a lot of people. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't know. Well, so you can't hate somebody for not knowing. Like, you just got to like, hey, if, you, if that person right. doesn't know, educate them. And if they, at that point that they got that knowledge and they still... And the, and then they continue. They decide that they want to hate or they want to, you know, be transphobic or be homophobic. At that point, then say, okay, this person's an asshole. But right. you got you can't act like somebody's a, a hateful person just because they don't know. Right. And if and, they don't, they, and if they don't show hate, you can't say that they're hateful. You know what I mean? And you can paint a picture. It's not all the same day. thing. It's not. And and you know, I have friends who are lesbian. And I have some business associates who are or gay, you know, and I don't have any, you know, I don't have any problem with any of them. You know, it's it's what they choose to do. And that's that's at the end of the day. That's what it is. You know, like what uh, what they say, what you eat, don't make me, sh-, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. And I, I respect you, you know, and at the end of the day, it's whatever you like winning no fucking awards. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, at the end of the day, it's what you decide that's good for you. You know, I'm no, I'm, I'm not God. I don't judge. You know, I can't judge you like that. You know, it's that whatever you choose to do is what you choose to do, and let's all get along. That's how I feel. Yeah. So uh, that's all I got, man. Wrap up with yeah. Thank Ant and Tony for uh, for being on. Tony for uh, open up his. his uh, you mean you mean Art Art and Tony? I don't know why I keep calling you Ant. Art shit. (laughs) Fuck. And I said that a couple of times. My yeah, you did. My you did. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I let you cook. But yeah, you did. Yeah, thanks for thanks for the correction. You good? I didn't right. correct. I, I just let you cook. I ain't right. say shit. All right. All right. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, yeah. Um. So uh, you can, uh, as always, you can find us on SoundCloud, on Facebook, and Twitter. iTunes. This is the most and important one. iTunes. Oh, iTunes. Man, you can't iTunes. speak shit. That's a new one? Yeah. iTunes. <laughs> 
That's Remember, the ghetto one? I told Let me copyright that one. I told <laughs> That's That's, that's Tone Tone's like personal I told, app. I feel like I told could have been like a ringtone company or some shit. Although, I said too loud. Right. Apple I, probably already has Yeah, they, they, probably don't, they probably don't flush that one. Yeah, you catch the What Up Though show on iTunes. Man, I, and I'm definitely known for fucking up all kind of names and words too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so find us on um, iTunes, God iTunes, damn. Stitcher, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all that. What up though? Podcast W U D U P D O E. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I lost spelling. Posted it on my Instagram and my Facebook. So. Yep. So what up though? Podcast on all those uh, all those different mediums. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Later.